And that, my friends, is how Tataru Taru gets work done. Cheers. Time to grind through the end of the week. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett, here as always with Kyle, but you're not here Hello. for us. You're here for our <laughs> special guest today. Uh, you might know him from uh, literally everywhere on the internet. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, you you take your pick. Uh, one of our most requested guests ever, Preach. Uh, we might call him Mike during the show, is here with us today. Welcome Hello, down. everybody. Yes! Uh, to tell you a story. All right, let me redo my intro. We have here a uh, chain smoking Tataru. <laughs> Morning, lads. I just got out of bed. What's happening? Uh, uh, we're curious. What's the last uh, ridiculous thing that Alphano charged to the Scion's account, and why are you mm. mad about it? That little bastard here. He got me to buy him 50 uh, paintbrushes. So, what about your soulless booty? And I told him to shove it right up there, because, frankly, we've all seen it. I choked on my water. I'm doing it. <laughs> it was the only voice that made sense to me when I saw her on screen. <laughs> it just made perfect sense. It fit perfectly. That's how it had to be. Lovely. In the early days of us streaming Final Fantasy XIV, it was one of the, uh, the every, like, everyone was just like, have you seen Preach's Tataru? And I'm like, wait, what, the, the WoW guy? What? <laughs> Apparently, at some point, I was labeled the number one roleplay streamer. And I was like, where did this come from? How did this happen? What happened? Where am I now? And how did we I get here? We have a big here? thank you to give you, too, because apparently you are responsible for making the trolley section as joyous as it is. Praise be, baby! Yeah! Raise it to the sky! There were some nerves in the room when we got there because people were like, oh, man, this is the slow part. All the streamers always complain about this. But the trolley energy, the worship, the cult of the trolley was going yeah. strong. I don't know His what people are wheels. talking about. You, we just left the slow part, which is anything to do with the new Mao. Uh, that is the slow part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... If you guys are going to start slagging off Shadowbringers, I don't know if we can talk, honestly. Well, everyone's so excited that you're here. We need to balance it out by enraging the Final Fantasy XIV players by pointing out the parts of Shadowbringers that, you know, maybe weren't the most memorable. I, I, I honestly don't remember them. So that works out <laughs> for me. Hey. I, I'm trying to think back of Shadowbringers. And I'm like, I do not remember a moment where I was not enthralled. So I guess it was so <laughs> non-memorable. I literally didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember it, lollipops is good. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I Did like you guys cry? Was that serious? Uh, yes, actually, because I we've become kind of famous for not crying. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yes, at the very end of. Uh, by the way, spoilers for everything up spoilers. to the title card of Ben Walker on today's podcast. <laughs> spoilers up to that because I don't know how else we're going to navigate this conversation. Uh, but yeah, um, the part where uh, uh, Mrs. Chai says goodbye to Alphano uh, wrecked no, me. No, that did. Uh, it, it, she, it, she, she reminds me of my mom, uh, uh, which when I say it like that, it makes it sound like my mom is no longer with it. My mom is still very much with us. Uh, but... 
there was a time where this kid who went to art school left home for the other side of the country. And I got a conversation from my mom very much like that, that I really took for granted at the time. And so seeing it in the game, like that hit me like a ton of bricks. Also, I wasn't really expecting it. Yeah. Okay. Not the doggy at the end. No, because uh, the 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 giant talking bird people came out came up after the new mouse. So I was so done with that zone by the time we got to the talking. Like I completely forgot that he was even a character. <laughs> you wound him. Yeah, you you hurt me cast. deep inside. That yeah. messed me I, up. I just told you the new mouse was like one of my least favorite parts of the game, and <clears throat> immediately after that is the. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I think I think I think instead what what preach is talking about here is the scene following the chai moment, which you had just cried and, yes. the, you know, the the mystical flying dog bit. Yeah, well, yes, but I'm okay, saying I was never disrespectful now. I was never that invested in the first place <laughs> on top of the fact that the scene before that hit me on a more personal level. Wait, wait, wait. Are you a cat guy? Because I, I <laughs> we're going to have an issue going forward. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to leave down here for no particular reason. All right, that's it. We're up. All right, yep, he's out. He's out. Show's over, everybody. Hey, everyone. Just want to get in here for a quick minute while Preach was quitting the show because I picked up my cat, Dexter. And thank everybody that's supporting us via Patreon or our YouTube membership. If you like what Kyle and I do, and uh, I'm normally saying you like the guests that we you know, work really hard to schedule, except uh, today's guest, it's it's your fault. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for telling Preach we wanted to have him on the show because that's how this ended up happening. But anyway, if you like everything that Kyle and I make together and you want to support us, be it for the videos, for the streams, for the podcast, for everything, check out our Patreon, which you can get to by going to supportourbromance.com. I'm sure you've heard us mention it before, but you get access to some wonderful bonus videos and podcast episodes, as well as the members-only channels in our Discord. There's additional perks for different levels, but every level gets everything I just mentioned. So thank you so much for you know, giving it a look, and if you're already supporting us, but you're listening to the public feed for some reason, which means you're still hearing us, thank you for the support. Check out supportofromance.com. Let's get back to the show. Yep. Oh, no, Just have no. to enjoy show the love. Show is not over. Show is about to increase its skill. <laughs> ah. 2,000%. Oh, I see. Oh, it's okay. a throwdown. Yeah, there we go. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to get <laughs> oh, the dogs in here. victory. I have three dogs. I have three dogs. So we're just, okay, we just have a menagerie here. Okay, Dexter. You have three leave. dogs and Seto still didn't get you. That's dark, isn't it's it? A good, it's a good scene. Um, I've... I've I've been numbed by how many movies in my childhood uh, use killing a pet <laughs> as a cheap shot for emotions. Oh God, games are so much worse now as well. There's like, every dog that appears in a game and like that dog is dead immediately. Mm. That dog is so doomed. They might as well give it a red shirt and send it on a spaceship. Yeah, you can pet it now. You know, the pet interactivity is in the game. So you know, we got that going for us. Yeah, I wasn't that far out of my play of Ragnarok as well and the beginning of Ragnarok wrecked me on a on a dog level. Yeah, okay. That that the beginning of that game is rough. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one I've skipped at the moment. Uh it's, it's okay. On the list. It's on the list. <laughs> it's fine. I like the yeah. I like the first one better. We've had such a good year of video games, like last two years. It's like every week there's something else. Like I was just at ExileCon for Path of Exile 2 and their new season starts like tomorrow. 
and we have like three other things coming out at the same time. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. And I haven't even touched Baldur's Gate 3, which everybody's playing. I'm not playing it till December. It's uh, It's been a rough time to get every game. I'm covered in dog hair now. I like actually look. Oh, look yeah. like that oh no, I'll be inhaling. Guy. made a dog suit. I'll be inhaling cat hair for the rest of the podcast because of that little stunt. <laughs> Yeah, that's, in, that's impressive. Worth, December, your your content scheduled out that far. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Our, our schedule is done till uh, for this year. It's done till February, end of February, kind of. Uh, we have I have some flexibility that I can throw stuff in, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it's done up until February. Not that our audience cares though; they just want it now, <laughs> now. <laughs> Must be now. We're, we're, Baldur's Gate's a massive game. I've never had so much. Um, uh, sleep avoidance in the last five years like it's just oh yeah but it's it's good but it's rough it's it's good yeah. rough okay i'm ready for it divinity original since two i've rated as like my second best rpg of all time like from a, an rpg standpoint like I, and i didn't know what i was getting into i played that was one i threw in randomly into the schedule and uh, i ended up taking 200 hours i think something like that uh, right. to get through and i loved every second of it like i didn't care if i had zero viewers or whatever as like, i was playing the hell out of this game like <laughs> this game is so good and i'm super i mean we had people from larian come and see us at our event um all our audience is playing Baldur's gate 3 and it feels weird to play a game when your audience is so invested in rpgs that they want to play it too, and they don't want to get spoiled. Uh, you know, like, it'd be like playing... It's like when you, you you guys will eventually hit that point where the new MSQ is coming, and nobody wants to hear from you at all. Like, shut up, because they've been working, or they haven't had a chance to play through it yet, or, you know, or certainly if you're streaming it, they're like, no, we're not watching. Like, it, it's kind of incredible to watch on Switch when the new MSQ comes out. If it was World of Warcraft and there's a new patch, viewers are through the roof, right? Like, everybody's checking out what's going on. Yep. With, with Final Fantasy, boo, nosedives for about two weeks. It's, uh, and then people come back. It might speak to the <clears throat> satisfaction of the of the endings between the two games. The mm-hmm. quality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also that's just being two very different types of games, right? Like one is very, very, very much about getting to the end. And for a lot of people, one is very much about the journey. Yep. So yeah, for sure. there's that to it as well. Um, but you know, it's your first time on the show. So for folks who somehow maybe aren't familiar with you, how did you get started making stuff on the internet? Um, I was a wow player since the beta of old. Wow. I'm an old man now. And, um, I, about around cataclysm, I really, I'd always been a multi-classer in world of Warcraft. So my history of raiding, I've always been a top end raider. Uh, was I was the guy you could go to if we were missing something as a class or a spec and we needed it like right now, I was the guy you could call. And uh, as long as Blizzard doesn't shout at me again. So they used to, let's say uh, our Resto Druid quits for some reason, I would get their account and play it while we got a new guy. And I was very, very good at picking up at any class in WoW and playing at a very high level, like very, very quickly. And so in Cataclysm, I wanted to try Rogue out and I was seeking information and there was just nothing out there. Like uh, YouTube was like fledgling days, you know, people were getting started. Like uh, this is when Jesse Cox started to rise and Total Biscuit and people like that. And every video I checked on Rogues in World of Warcraft was always the same. It was a guy just saying, get five combo points and press eviscerate press get five combos press slice and dice and that was it that was and i was like i know from my experience there's so much more to it than this and it was annoying me and so 
at the time I was watching Salt Biscuit and Jesse, and I was like, maybe I could have a go at this. And I made a video. Uh, the first video I ever made actually was for Warcraft movies, and it's still up to this day. And that was the very, very first time I tried to make a WoW video. And I think that video on its own made 1.2 million views. Like my very first video. Jeez, and I was wow. like, yeah, but it also took everything out of me. Like it took six months to make. Uh, there's so many things because it was 45 minutes long and it was took it all out of me and I didn't want to do it again because you couldn't also didn't earn any money. There was no business opportunity like to go into it because you just uploaded it and people watched it, but people loved it. And then YouTube came along and it was like, maybe this is something I could do. So I made a few guides and they very quickly took off. Uh, and then I, the people like, can you do one for this class, this class and this class? And so I just started doing that because uh, then I was having fun uh, while I, I, did, I shot every video at the weekend because I had a day job, obviously, and I shot every video at the weekend and spaced them out over the week and just went from there. And that's that's what I did for like seven years, seven or eight years was just making wow guides and wow opinion pieces, essentially up until Shadowlands when uh, I got unhappy, <laughs> I got very unhappy. And, uh, I didn't like it, so I went away and uh, moved over to other things. And actually, didn't start FF for a while because everybody was le all the content creators were leaving World of Warcraft at the time. All the big WoW ones were all abandoning ship, uh, rightfully so. Uh, and I was and all going straight to Final Fantasy. I was like, I'm not into that. So we played. Uh, well, Final Fantasy had been uh, my exposure to Final Fantasy 14 specifically was people sending me made outfits people dressed as Power Rangers. And I came from World of Warcraft, which was the like more hardcore beat, beat, beat things to death, hardcore combat system and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I am not playing this wee bass game. Like there is no chance. Boy, that hell. sounds familiar. Hmm, yeah. Who would ever say that? I wonder. Everybody, because they're, they're guilty. Your audience is guilty. Every single one of them who tries to get someone to play Final Fantasy sends them something ridiculous. And uh, but. And then goes, how can you not play this game while showing you like a naked cat boy sat on a lamp staring at you? <laughs> and you're just like, and listen, that's not my kink. I'm not. I'm, yeah. If it's yours, that's cool. But it's not for me. Yeah. You're clearly all fapping to this. And I can't stand what you're showing me. Like they don't talk about the story ever. Like now they do. Like people have started to change and say, oh, you should come and play for the story. They don't talk about like it's got the hardest MMO rating in any of the MMOs right now is in Final Fantasy XIV. They don't talk about the social aspects, which are better than any MMO right now. Like the stuff you could do with roleplay and house design and all that kind of stuff is an absolute highlight of that game and dwarfs everything else that's out there. They don't talk about any of that. They send you somebody dressed as a Namazu with a rubber duck head on uh, dancing, like with their pants down or somebody dressed as a drug dealer or something. And so, um, yeah, that's that's... I was totally off put by it. Um, and my team actually tricked me. <laughs> um, we did a subathon for charity to get presents for families who couldn't afford presents for kids at Christmas. So we did a big charity drive for that. And they snuck in a goal at 20,000 subs. Oh. Yeah, that's how it happened. Because, uh, yeah, they snuck in a goal at 20,000 subs. Mike tries Final Fantasy 14. And when I saw it appear, I knew what it was. And I instantly went into my Discord. And thankfully, we still have the records of it. And I typed to the team, we can't do that because people are going to hit like 20,000 subs, maybe. Like, we're hoping they do that. And I'm going to hate it and play it for like a day and not be happy. And this is like one of the end goals we're going for. Like, this is, 
this is unfair to the audience. But they had confidence. They were like, trust, it'll be fine. Because uh, we know what you think it is. That is there. There's no denying it. It is there. But it won't work that way. Trust us uh, and let it go. Uh, and there's a lot of sarcasm in our logs of that Discord the morning I was going to play it, saying, like, I can't believe we're doing this. Look, I'll make an agreement. We'll, we'll play for five days, like a, week, uh, you know, a working week. And at the end, I'm fine to say goodbye. People should be okay that I gave it a fair try. And I was hooked after the first, like, three hours. Like, I was in. I was so, I was oh, so wow. in. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nothing I expected happened. I didn't get, like, IAR'd the second I got into the game. <laughs> right? And in fact, I think most of my audience who had the game and had been around for a while stayed away from me. Like, they made that conscious choice to not harass me and follow me around or do any of that mm. stuff. They all stayed away and just let it happen. And... Uh, going through it, I was like, okay, I don't like this Alphano character. Like, why is he talking to me about flags and nonsense while I'm trying to listen to the speeches? Uh, this guy, this little, weird little kid keeps following me around. His sister looks like him. It's a bit creepy. Oh. They're wearing the same clothes, whoever. You know, because you don't know who these characters are yet. You're just getting into it. So it's like, these characters aren't special. They're just irritating me, <laughs> like, so much. Yeah, I, d I didn't <laughs> like Alphano until almost Stormblood. <laughs> I think most people don't like Alphano. He's bossy. He's telling you what to do. He's a jerk. He's an yeah. immature jerk. And uh, now he's the king. I, I, I know in... I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> nope. Very well. Do, do, do you have, is art like... Because we're, we're, we're trying to do terminology from one country to another. Do you have like RAs in college? Uh, like, what room? Uh, they're like room monitors. Yes, you have room. Okay, so it's room monitors. Is that uh, what's called over there? Resident yeah. assistant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the answer is no, we don't. Oh, okay, okay. In our dorms, yeah, our university dorms don't have that. You okay, in the in the states, that's a thing in the dorms. It's it's like the resident snitch. And to me, Alphano early like Alphano has big uh, student snitch energy. <laughs> like just He's takes everything way too seriously. <laughs> follows all the rules. <laughs> Uh, but he's he's written so well, right? Because he makes the Crystal Braves, and you all laugh. I'm sure you laughed when that name came out, and you're like, "What's such a loser?" I mean, I like Nerd. anime enough that I was like, "That makes sense." That's that doesn't surprise me. That's what they named it. <laughs> oh yeah, that fits. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I really wasn't on board. But you're right. They they put that character through the ringer. Like the the game is aware of the type the game of is aware. Yeah, he has to suffer a lot and fail a lot to get to where he is. Certainly by Shadowbringers. Uh, is where he's matured and he's changed. But if, if I, I did a tier list of every character per expansion as we played it uh, at request. So it's like, okay, we finished our own reborn. What do you think of the characters? I think Alphano was ranked uh, below hell, uh, somewhere <laughs> down there. <laughs> it was like everybody else, then like Alphano was down there and Tataru. Sorry, I was not a fan of Tataru for a very, very long time. Oh, I always um, liked Tataru. I was just. I just thought she was... It, not for me. Just Evil, heroin... Heroin peddling. <laughs> like, the, the things that that lady has got up to in the background are just unheard of. The slave labor, the camps that she runs. She took over our island in order to make it her own little haven for offshore trading. Yeah, she's done some bad things, that girl. Um, <laughs> so them two were, like, at the bottom of the barrel. And then it's interesting to see now, and I've, I've actually encouraged everybody who started, I've to do the same thing. It's like, hey, when you finish, you don't need to do it on stream and make content out of it. Just, like, get a notepad and just write down the order of people that you like. And then you see the shift over the course of the expansions. Like, the, the, when certain events happen, how they roll. And now, now there's people, like, in tears and one of them 
potentially leaving or whatever. You know, when you get to those moments in Shadowbringers where it's like, what's happening? Or even leading into Shadowbringers where all disappearing. And you're like, well, <laughs> I can't live without them now. And that's why, I'm, that's why I try to stop people getting boosts for Final Fantasy. So I'm like, you're not going to get what people see in this game without it, because it is the story. Uh, that, that's yeah. the big hook. Uh, and everything else is on top. So where'd you get to in like the five days that you felt hooked? Because A Realm Reborn's big. A Realm Reborn, yeah, it was a weird experience because everybody was being so protective over my experience. And so I can't remember where we got to in that five days. I just know at that point we committed to playing. And it wasn't a case of like, I'd said on the Monday, we'll probably hard stop on Friday and I'll give my conclusions and thoughts and whatever. But by Tuesday, at least, I was like, there's no end date to this. We're going. Like, it's fine. I, I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. We're having fun. Um, I know that when I got to the end of the uh, core campaign, and then you get into, like, the post-MSQ, a lot of people, including people on my own team, were like, you should probably do this off-stream so you can skip. Because now you have this weird period where you don't earn any experience. The story could be a bit meandering. Uh, and it's quite a long chain of, of story that's going on. And I honestly do believe if I had not been streaming it, I probably would have skipped through several sections of it. But frankly, I, I do have that advantage of when we're streaming to like a large audience is that if a part of the game is a little bit meandering, uh, you can fall back to conversation with people and I don't really, it doesn't affect me as much. Uh, so I actually had a lot of fun with the post Realm Reborn stuff. Uh, like it was not a problem uh, to go into Heaven's Ward. But it was Heaven's Ward that really grabbed me. Heaven's Ward, uh, Realm Reborn I thought was fine. My overall opinions were like, this is cool. It's better than the WoW story because I'm a big story guy in video games. I love game stories, but I hate the WoW story so much. It's why I started um, playing WoW. I was the same way. <laughs> Warcraft 3 uh, charmed my pants off with the narrative that it told because um, I was never an RTS kid, but I heard it It had a good narrative and I'm like, that's that's strange. Um, yeah. and it, 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 I was really impressed by it. And so when I heard that world of Warcraft was, was coming out, I was like, well, Oh damn. Well, I want to see the rest of the Warcraft three story. I want to see where this goes. Arthas yeah. is chilling at the top of the frozen throne. What happens next? <laughs> um, I never played Warcraft three and, uh, I only ever played wow for the combat and the raiding. And I didn't like the story. And when Wrath of the Lich King was announced, all of my guild was losing their minds. And all I saw was rip off Lord of the Rings. I was like, I do not get what you guys are so excited about at all. I was like, this guy is okay. just Sauron. Like, what are you guys hyped about? It With the, the dragon. pointy helmet. I yeah. See it. yeah like, that's okay. all I saw. I was like, what are you guys cheering for? This is just rip off Lord of the Rings. Uh, and they were like, what are you saying? It's Arthas. I'm like, I have no idea who Arthas is. I have never heard of that. It's like, that's Stratholm, Stratholm, the grain, the grain. I'm like, Okay, so they baked bread in Stratholme and then what? Like Saruman, <laughs> Saruman came. <laughs> oh and they're my. like, trust. And then they were like, trust me, it's awesome. And go play Warcraft three, which I still haven't done. Uh, so yeah, that was the uh, great sadness. Well, yeah, if if really only they would off. remake Warcraft three with better graphics. Yeah, you know, that'd, be, only, that'd yeah. be such a smart decision. One day, that'd be such a smart decision. <laughs> I would love to replay through that game with more modern sensibilities. Yeah, one day, one day we'll get there. It's a shame they believe. never remade Warcraft three. Nope. Never happened. I certainly didn't watch the downfall of that in real time. Uh, an event. Nope. Nope. Yep. Never happened. <laughs> Never, Never happened. Just blank it out. And that day I'll be there. <laughs> that day I'll so, be there. So jumping around a little bit, you got you 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 left Shadowlands, and I I was in the same boat as you. Like I didn't play Shadowlands, but I watched every video that was coming out as you know people were moving over to Final Fantasy fourteen and mm -hmm. kind of exploring MMOs. And you said, you, you know, you're not a big 
story person for World of Warcraft, though you love RPGs and story when it comes to video games. Yep. So what was the gameplay part of Shadowlands that was getting you down? Um, it got... I have to be a little careful what I say here because there's been a lot of uh, discussions behind the scenes that have resolved issues. Like, I'm on pretty good terms with Blizzard now because... Uh, uh, it, you know, it, there was there was definitely like you like we Google before because we were laughing about the picture on the thumbnail. It's like if you Google me and check images, it's news articles in newspapers of me leaving World of Warcraft and things like that, and not being invited back when I got banned. Um, but it was the constant. They turned the game. They were so desperate for to maintain content, which you can't do in an MMO, and it's something I really appreciate about fourteen and Yoshi P in particular is you cannot possibly provide enough content to keep a player getting fresh, interesting things every single day for potentially eight plus hours a day. Like, it's impossible. It'll be consumed so much. Uh, but instead of going, say, the Final Fantasy fourteen route, which was, come back when there's more stuff. It's fine. Go and play other games. We're totally cool. If you want to play our game all day, every day, that's fine. We have got stuff you can do that's repeatable, right? Uh, you can go do hunts and stuff. You can do hunt trains. You can do the boss farm. You can do the mount farm. There's all that stuff exists in Final Fantasy XIV, but you absolutely do not have to do it. And if you're getting burnt out doing that, please just go away for a bit and then come back when we've got new MSQ, if that's your favorite thing. Whatever it might be, that content is coming and we will be here waiting for you. It's totally fine. Well, the Warcraft in Shadowlands went the other way. It was like, how do we keep people with stuff to do every single day, regardless of what they're doing? Um, uh, what their lifestyle is, for example. And so it was, you know, the gameplay of actual combat was fine, but Torghast and doing the maw, collecting, clicking those souls every day, all that, everything that you had to do every day was so grinding that I remember I changed my entire streaming schedule so that Wednesday we had this sort of brutal, not fun period of time where we would do everything that was the weekly requirement to play the game, which was to do the rating on Wednesday and we'd usually have a massive stream where we're not doing anything particularly fun. We're grinding Mythic Plus out just to get the vault reward. We're going to do all the more stuff. We're going to do Torghast and get that out of the way. All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, who is this for? And it's not for me. Like, I'm doing all this so I can eventually play the game I want to play. Um, and then when it came to alts, it was like, okay, as soon as you added one alt into Shadowlands, it was like, okay, well, you've just magnified everything you need to do like ex exponentially. And I like to play all the multi-classes. That's what I started doing in World of Warcraft all the way back in vanilla. And now you're talking if I wanted to play all 12 classes, which is what I like to do, which is like, what, 48 specs or something. Um, I have to do 24 or 36 Torghast runs a week oh to my. get an item to play them. And not even like in a short period of time because each legendary is spec specific if you want the good ones. So that means if you're a druid and you've got four different legendaries and maybe even five, if they swap around, that's months of Torghast just to be able to play and experience a class in dungeons and raids and have fun with it. Like I have all this stuff on top of me and I was miserable and it actually was, I was so miserable. I was kind of keeping up with it. And then of course we had all the allegations come out um, with what was going on at Blizzard internally. And on that day, I remember waking up, going to the bathroom, had my phone, because, of course, you got to check in with what's happened while you're asleep, because the internet never sleeps. And I saw all this, and I was like, I'm done. And I messaged the team, and I was like, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm not going to cover WoW anymore. I've had enough. I'm done with it. Um, you might lose your jobs off the back of this, because our entire channel in existence had been built on World of Warcraft content. 
And so I was just letting you guys know I'm making this decision. I'm really sorry. Uh, the whole team stuck with me, though. Like, we'll be fine. It's fine. Um, let's see how it goes. Uh, and that's when I did it. Uh, it was terrible. It was miserable, though. But it wasn't like the gameplay itself, because that's still great. Like, I played Dragonflight, and Dragonflight's super fun. Uh, it was all the stuff that came with it. And I remember Ian, uh, when I was sat talking to Ian, who's the game director of WoW, and he said, like, but it's kind of dawned on them. It's like, if you have the choice between going for a meal with your family, a nice dinner out, and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, but I still have to do my Torghast run before the reset. Are you thinking about World of Warcraft in a positive light? Obviously not. And we don't want to be doing that to players ever again. And I was like, thank you. Finally. <laughs> Seeing what we've been trying to tell you for so long. It's like, I, I can't come out tonight. I have to go on because the weekly reset's coming. And I haven't done my chores because I put them off for so long. Uh, so that's what drove me away eventually. Mm. Yeah. I, I get you there. Did you find the dance of Final Fantasy raiding a challenge after World of Warcraft? There's this idea and kind of it's, it's the fun of world of warcraft that like you're versing the game you're gonna break it and we'll get a warlock to tank this and wow whereas final fantasy is like you do our game and you will dodge the things or it'll be all over uh and wow i hate them <laughs> and wow i hate dance fights and i have done for years so like uh my worst raid fights in world of warcraft are Helia. Uh, Operator Thogar, uh, which might not mean a lot to FF fans, but those are very strict dance fights that exist within World of Warcraft. You have to go from A to B to C to D, and if you don't do that, you wipe. Uh, so fights like that I hate, because World of Warcraft is such fast-paced tempo, high movement, very quick combat in nearly all characters with very responsive stuff. In FF, though, it makes perfect sense. That's why those two games are so different. And I, for many years, because uh, I, I do a lot of casting for the Race to World first, FF14 would come up, and I would do very simple baby-like questions like, well, how long did it take to kill the latest FF raid? And they're like, two days. I'm like, well, this one took a week. Clearly, this is harder, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, ridiculous statements like that would be flying around amongst the casters. Uh, and then when I came to try it, I was like, oh, this is a dance fight. But in the context of how FF14 gameplay works, it makes perfect sense and it fits. Uh, and especially because they don't use boss mods and you're much more engaged with what the enemy in the environment is doing. Whereas, wow, you, do, you can get away with never looking at the boss. And a lot of the guides I did was you don't need to look at the boss. You can stare at a wall if you have low FPS because your boss mods will kind of tell you what's coming and when and what you need to do. Um, it changed the whole thing. I very much enjoy it. And I've, uh, that's, it annoyed a lot of people. You might, guys might have had this uh, with playing through Final Fantasy is I wouldn't move on to the next expansion until I completed all the extremes of the previous one because I wanted to try them all out because i love raiding and the msq there's a certain portion of the audience uh that loves the msq and only want to see you play the msq who were furious at me for that very reason like why aren't you going straight into heaven's ward i'm like well i haven't done all the extremes yet i uh, i feel seen yeah. <laughs> that's how i feel right now yeah no we, we, we're not we didn't set out to do every extreme but we do most extremes before we mm -hmm. move on um, and we do all of the quote unquote optional content before we move on. So, uh, we're, Such as? uh, the stuff that you don't, that, that MSQ doesn't require. So the trial series from every expansion, we do yeah. that before we move on the both raid series from every expansion. We do that before we move on, which usually the Alliance raid is like barely a part of the story. Um, yeah. but 
we we do all that, and then we'll usually do most of the mainline extremes. The first extreme we did was Shinryu, uh, because our chat wanted to watch us suffer, and that's what they convinced us should be our first extreme. So uh, then, did you go back and do the old ones after that? Yes. Some yeah, so them. we started streaming around mid Heaven's Ward, like right before the Nidhog fight. Okay, which is a great fight on extreme. Um, oh yeah. Did you do Thorden? Yeah, Thorden extreme was really fun. That, that was our roughest was one. Like, yeah, we it is rough. Yeah, I yeah, that was all rough. the phases. I think we took slightly longer to do Sukiyomi extreme. Okay. The moon phase wrecked us. Like the moon absolutely rocks, the moon wrecked us. Yeah. Um, I really have fond memories though of that. I I don't think I have felt that much elation killing a boss since uh, I used to raid pretty hardcore in WoW and in, in Wrath, and we got Cindergosa down for the first time because I think we were stuck on Cindergosa for like a month. Oh, uh, heroic? No, just normal ass. Just oh, okay. my ten man. Like we that that group. I raided like four days a week, but that group we only raided two days a week. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we 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 got those. Those feelings stuff. incredible though, right? That's why yes. I've always loved raiding since I first did it all those years ago. Is like that feeling, especially when it was forty man back in the day. Hearing all those people scream and cheer all across the world, like that's an unbeatable feeling for me. Yeah. Like I absolutely, I still love it to this day. It's so good when you hear even the quiet people that like barely ever speak because you know you have forty people in Ventrilo or team speak or whatever, and then even them are like, yeah. You hear these voices you've never heard before. I'm like, wow, this is sick. This is so awesome, and that's what hooks me immediately. I missed it so much because I really didn't regularly raid after Wrath. I still played a lot of WoW and I still got into raid groups, but I wasn't as involved. I wasn't the main tank anymore. I just, I wasn't. And, and we didn't suffer as much. I feel like I, when I was 10 man raiding in, in Wrath, like we, we hit it as soon as it came out before the buffs would roll out. And it was uh -huh. still pretty difficult. Um, so I, I really missed it. And it's something I never did with you, Kyle. And now we're, we're, extremely close friends so it was we we've talked about this has been coming up a lot lately on our streams when we talk about like recommending 14 to other people one half of it is we feel it's impossible to recommend because how do you it's like trying to recommend like a a, a massive novel to somebody yeah. how do you convince someone that this thick stack of paper is worth your time and that this this, this story gets good i can tell them about the end of Shadowbringers, but they're not gonna understand why any of it matters. You're gonna be like, yo, this dude opens a door and a city's on fire, and your friend's gonna be like, okay, and who gives a shit and why? But yeah, that was in Final Fantasy VII, right? Same thing. <laughs> yeah, when you get to it, though, it's an amazing moment. Um, mm -hmm. But the other half, the thing we've really been talking about lately is that we think it's insane that no one talks about the quality of the of the what is essentially raiding in this i know it's trials and raids are its own thing but i think of like extremes and beyond as that's the difficult content of final fantasy 14 and i sure. i can't believe no one recommended it to us because kyle and i both have extremely fond rose-colored memories of our heyday of raiding in world of warcraft and no one even mentioned it to us and we're like yo the gameplay in this game is also as good if not better as the narrative it is, and uh, they don't push you into doing it either. Um, like, they'll do it for the story mode, but it's usually an extremely easy LFR version for, wow, listeners, of what you're going to actually fight. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard to describe, but one thing I've noticed is, um, obviously, part of my job is, um, when I do some more professional stuff, is to try and explain raid fights to people, right, to a lot of people, um, is 
describe trying to explain a raid fight is extraordinarily difficult to somebody who doesn't play the game. Like it's almost impossible. So I could take an FF Savage Raider and show them a World of Warcraft raid, uh, and they will have no idea what's happening, despite their advanced experience of dealing with it's almost essentially identical mechanics. It's presented in such a complex, busy way, and they always go, oh, the add-ons, the add-ons, the add-ons. Like, I can't see through the add-ons. I don't know what the hell's going on. But similarly, I could take a World of Warcraft player and then show them FF Savage, uh, which doesn't have any add-ons, but there's so many explosions and lights and things like that that to them, it's a mess. <laughs> like, they're like, how do you even tell what's going on? Like, you know, you can get some of these mechanics that just fill the screen with fire and explosions and lasers. So I, I don't even tell what's going on. And I, I think it is difficult to sell somebody on the rating until they play the game. In fact, I think that's true of any MMO. It's like, you need a couple of hours here to... Then it starts to fit in because you're used to seeing it and you're gradually building up, especially as a new character. And it's exactly the same reason that all my friends who've boosted, who joined me from WoW after I started playing, I'm like, hey, I'm still in those discords and stuff. It's like, this game is really good. Uh, the rating's actually sick. Um, the same as you guys found. It's like, I've been doing these extremes. They're really fun even the old ones and because they have the um they've always built a game with scaling in mind it's not exact but it's pretty close is that you can go and do a realm reborn extremes and it's challenging fun content you can go new heavens world you have all these raid fights just sitting to, in, waiting for you it's not just in world of warcraft sense the latest expansions and then a really scuffed time walking version which is not really very close to the original uh, and you have all this co raid content available to you as well and then they, they inevitably buy a boost and they're just lost, and they're like, I don't know what to do. They're like at training dummies, practicing, like they would do him wow, and I'm like, you, you, it's not the way to introduce you to that game. Like, don't yeah. buy the boost. Uh, it, you're, you're just missing it. You're depriving yourself of such a good experience, and you're also coming in with the wrong mindset because you're trying to play this game like it's World of Warcraft. And I had the same thing in Guild Wars 2, which I just did recently, is you approach that game with a wow mindset or an FF mindset, you're not going to have a good time because the game doesn't work that way. Looks the same. Has looks the same uh, but it's not the same so, for the hell of it sell us on close this door i can hear you though oh sell us on <laughs> on guild wars 2 uh because it's come up a few times and and i played it at launch because i was a guild wars 1 fan but fell off pretty quickly uh, how should i approach it differently than i approach wow or 14 um so the the biggest thing i think that hit me going into that game was there's no quests system that you're used to so if you think about world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 uh, in Final Fantasy XIV, you get off the carriage with the twins and you're very quickly led from A to B to C to D and you're off in the MSQ like immediately. You're off to the Adventures Guild, etc., etc. Uh, and in WoW, same thing. You have the shipwreck introduction zone now and then it'll take you through a little quest series that's very confined, even if you're a brand new player. Uh, super linear, little bit of exploration in a little wooded area and then you're off to kill a little mini boss and then you, you go, I believe now, someone told me today, you go off to... Uh, you can choose anywhere now, actually. You go off to an expansion and you'll be fine. Uh, Guild Wars 2, you don't have that. They give you a bit of a, an introduction that's probably five minutes. And then you're on your own. And most people have no idea what to do. But that is teaching you how this game works. It's just that you're coming in with the mindset of like, oh, shouldn't I have quest breadcrumbs that are going to tell me where to go? That game doesn't work that way because they have a horizontal progression system, which the other games don't have. Uh, which means that you do have levels, but it's only in the core game. So imagine you've got all your levels in A Realm Reborn or in Vanilla World of Warcraft. You hit level 60 and you're done. There's no more leveling to be done in that game. Um, every single piece of content they've added is sideways, including the initial zones. 
So you explore and you can do 100% of the zone you're in or no percent or 10%. It doesn't matter. If you don't like the zone, you can go to the other zone and they scale most things. There are some level bannings in the core game, but you can do as much or as little as you want in the zones you want to be in. And there'll be individual little stories dotted about uh, to go and do. So once you adapt to that, it looks a bit like an Ubisoft game at first. Maps full of things. Oh, so map barf. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like there's empty hearts, there's little vista things, and you look at it and you're like, oh no, is this just like busy work, the MMO? And that was the impression I had in the first half an hour. I'm like, like, okay, I don't particularly like this. Um, but once you get into once you play it a little bit, it's not that. These are these hearts are stories with events. And their chains, really good ones. So you bump into one and then an event will kick off from that. And that might lead you down into a, an actual cavern. And then it turns into a lab and then it turns into other things. And it really leads you on these like mini adventure stories. Each, pretty much each one of them. Not every single one, but a lot of them have these chain events uh, that keep happening. And the cool thing about the way Guild Wars 2 does it, better than FF or WoW, is they design the game in a way that there's people gravitate towards these locations and their world feels more full than any of the other two all the time whether you're playing the core game or a random expansion huh. there's always people everywhere because they design the world uh, and blue protocol is going to work in a similar way um the amazon mmo that's coming out next year um in designing the world in a way that gravitates people to certain locations. And so you'll approach something and suddenly there's 10, 12, and sometimes a hundred people all doing a thing. Uh, and then when you get that grasp of it, it all makes perfect sense. And then you go into the expansions, which you can buy in any order. And instead of leveling up, you have character bonuses that you may or may not want to do. Simple as that. So they had the, the most famous one is path of fire, which introduced mounts to the game. They didn't have mounts for years in guild wars two. Um, and they were very terrified of adding mounts because they were kind of different because of that, right? They don't have the Holy Trinity, quote unquote. Uh, they don't have tank healer DPS. They kind of do when you're raiding because it's, it's way easier to design the game that way. And they found that out quickly. Um, but they added mounts and they were nervous about it. Right? People were kind of taking pride that there's no mounts in this game. We're playing a real MMO, a real open world adventure. Mounts going to ruin it. Lo and behold, they have the best mount system of any MMO by miles. Uh, it's so, so good uh, that you end up leveling these masteries, these extra bonuses, because it's so fun to do it. It's as simple as that. Um, and it's that's all the positive stuff. There are negatives. You know, there are definitely negatives like there are with any MMO, but it's uh, it's an adventure to go on. The story's middling. Like, it has really high points and really low points. Where, like, the high points are extraordinary. They're almost at Shadowbringer's quality level on occasion. Like, there's glimpses of getting up there. But the low points are really low. <laughs> You're like, oh god, this is this is bad. This is really bad. But there, there's a lot of effort that's gone into that to make it work. Um, I'm a big proponent of it. I think it's, uh, as a sing certainly as a casual MMO, it, everything pretty much everything is drop in, drop out. Like they stopped making dungeons and made these fractals instead, which take a few minutes, and you could drop in, drop out uh, anytime you want uh, to get those get something done in that game. And you don't have to pay monthly either, which is nice. Oh, that's, that, that was what got me into the first Guild Wars because all my friends were playing WoW. And I'm like, I, I'm not paying monthly for an online game. That's insane. <laughs> all committing to it. Their raiding died, you know, uh, which is interesting because um, they obviously people expected raids. It's an MMO, right? It's a fantasy MMO. There should be raids. And they made raids and they've stopped making them now. Uh, it just did not work for the Guild Wars 2 audience. For, and I've, yeah, I've just finished them all. 
Um, instead, they moved to much more trial style, you know, one-off bosses in a singular environment, which uh, take much less time, um, can be much more focused thematically. And also, it, generally, the commitment is not there like you would need for a multi-boss raid. Uh, so they they've gone in that direction. I, I love the I love the single boss trials in Final Fantasy fourteen, and it was something. Same. Th- th- I've I've experienced a lot in fourteen, uh, time and time again, being impressed by something I never knew I wanted. Um, some of it was something that I had been publicly averse to beforehand, which was like uh, player housing. I'm like, I don't give a shit that WoW doesn't have it. I don't want it. <laughs> and then I, I we got our first house in fourteen, and I was like yo, this rules. This is, yep. this is great. And I love it. And I, I still, to, you know, to this, I still idle in my room a lot, just messing with shit. Um, yeah. If, uh, I can't imagine. I don't, I didn't know that not logging in and out at the guild house was not normal. Cause that's once we had that guild house, uh, and it was very popular, not just cause I was streaming, but cause there was a good community there. So you, every day there was 20, 30 people in the garden people in the house just doing stuff at any time of the day. You could log in, in the middle of the night and they're all chilling. They're all up to something like the amount of people who play FF 14 and don't play the game is pretty extraordinary. <laughs> like there's a very large amount of people who play FF 14 and do not play the game. They, they just well, sit it, and play their own game. Yeah. <laughs> they play their own game. Yeah. They're just doing their own thing. It's a great life the, simulator. If you want it to be. Yeah. We have the dancing <laughs> Pope on our server that just dances all day. There's a guy every night that works to put a little, floating globe inside himself so he's radiant and he can stand in the middle of Ulda and just kind of glow for a bit. Every night I see him there. Cast the character. But, but there are those things that like you just didn't notice along the way, like no talent points. And you just kind of, I was maybe like level 45 or so and I was like, wait a minute. I haven't like customized my character at all. Do I do this at any point? Do I do I get to... And you just don't care because the multi-jobs and getting to experience the whole game on one character. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't clock it, it to level 10. I thought uh, to level 10, we got our first talent point. Because I yeah, always right, play these right. games super blind. At level 10, ticked over, and I'm like, so where's my talent point? And I'm like, it can't be at level 20. And I look over to the chat, and they're just <laughs> Pepe laughing. And I read between the lines, like, is there really no talent points in this game? Huh. What a weird choice. Yeah. But in, I, you know, it works for them. I'm not looking up a build. This is so strange. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, is, what is this? What do you mean it's not figured? Well, technically it's figured out because every, every Dark Knight is the same Dark Knight. Every Sage is the same Sage. Um, and that, it, it took me a little bit to get over it. And in a way, I still don't think I have. I, I, you must have loved it if you were uh, uh, breaking the EULA by jumping on other people's WoW accounts and playing their characters. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... I've always been really attached to my main and wow. And I, I still have a little bit of that in final fantasy 14. I think of myself as a dark knight and nothing else. I play other jobs. Oh really? But I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm really, really like married to my character as a dark knight. Like, yeah. Also like it's, it's straight up like is how I always wanted like blood DK to feel. I, I love tanking. I, and, and death knight being a Warcraft three fanboy, I was so excited for, I've never stuck with Death Knight. I fall off of it every single time. I don't like blood tanking at all. Um, but okay, I love, one shot randomly. Big sad. Yeah, I love Dark Knight in 14. I freaking love it. So <laughs> Yeah, we like putting uh, Blackest Knight up and then hearing that wonderful jingle. It it it, it is you did it's good. Serotonin, it's constant serotonin. Yeah. Every you time did good. every time your Blackest Knight triggers, it's just like, ooh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did a good I didn't just randomly press uh-huh. it. I knew I didn't. Uh but I I'm married 
in, in World of Warcraft, I don't care about any of my characters, really. I have a bit of a fondness for my warrior, because uh, he's how I started back in the day. But I played so many multi-classes, and I have every class um, that I was never married to one. Like, one expansion I'm playing one, one expansion I'm playing another. And these all these rare rewards are all dotted around on different characters at this point. Like, uh, historically, they're not merged. In FF, though... I am completely married to my character as my character is the day I made it, which I definitely made for fun. It has the goofiest Michael Sarah face. It's like nine feet tall. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Uh, it, ha- it looks, my character looks like the most uninterested, bored, not listening person in every cutscene that drool might as well be pouring out his mouth. And that's how I came up. The voice for my character was just, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Because that's, like, no matter what's going on, like, Minfilia is like, the world is ending. That's, the calamity is upon us. Warrior of Light, please say, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and, like, just goes <laughs> up and does these things. And then I did Fantasia. Um, I think we had a sub-goal for it or something. Uh, I, saw, I Fantasia to something, or maybe it was for a party. And then and, and during the party or whatever, it was fine. And then the next day, I went to log in to play. And I was like, this is not my character, like, at all. I need to change it back immediately. Like, and it felt weird. It felt uncomfortable. And I've always done that. I've fantasied a bunch of times for certain events. I always go back. But I'm not married to a single job. Like, I play Scholar mostly, but I, I'll play anything and it doesn't matter because I always make them honey yellow. Uh, so they all kind of look the same, although they're doing different things. Because that's my character. That's that's the floor inspector, which is what my chat named my character. I gave it a goofy <laughs> name because I thought I was going to play for five days, so I let them pick the name. Sure. And I was like, who cares? We're going to delete this character on Friday. Who, who cares whatsoever? <laughs> I, I made my character alone because we didn't even know we were going to stream it. We wanted to finally take our first step into making like proper YouTube videos because we were doing podcasts for over a decade. And Kyle had... Kyle's the one who convinced me to finally try 14. Um, but when did you get in Kyle? Oh, I was, uh, I tried two years through well, no, another year's past now. So three years ago, because I started Gradania and I was like, Oh, I don't know about this, but I had a friend who was shooting me pictures of Amarat of bosses and shadow bringers and just be like, Spoilers. you're never going to play. You'll never, you said you'd never play this. You keep playing. Wow. So I'm just going to spoil you because you don't give a damn anymore. And someday <laughs> this building might matter to you. I'm making this sound more aggressive. John's a great guy, but he yeah. had given <laughs> up and was just like, you guys will never experience it. Here's a picture of Shenryu. Like, I don't care anymore. This game is awesome. And I want to talk about it. And no one I know plays this. That, oh, right, that person, I'm by fine. the way, has become a champion because he, he now has the name the uh, for in our community, the MS Curator, because he gives us recommended stopping points on our MSQ streams. Oh, I am. Yeah, that's rough. I felt bad for uh, my viewers because obviously I was full blind and I don't know what's coming next. And they know I usually stop streaming around three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And they start getting antsy and it was kind of funny during the MSQ is seeing people start to get kind of antsy in that they know I'm going to finish soon, but I'm almost at this. And I started getting messages and discord messages like you should stop now. Like you should really stop. And I was like, why? And they're like, just trust us. There's something going to happen. That's like three hours long after this. And we can't have it interrupted i'm sorry like there is no way in hell we are letting you interrupt what's about to happen so stop just log off and yeah. disappear out of our lives i'm like oh, okay uh this is getting a bit serious now <laughs> like i didn't realize how invested uh, people were and i was like yeah you, you can't play right now but uh, amarot in particular 
And one of the reasons we made the display for it, uh, my favorite game of all time, like single player, is Bioshock. And a lot of bit. my audience knew that. Yeah, like I, that, I, that intro is still in my top three intros to a video game of all time. Um, and um, obviously, um, Rapture and Amarok look similar. And they kept, including like uh, my team and all my long term viewers, they kept Amarok's secrets for the whole playthrough. I had no idea Amarok existed or what it was. Oh, and nice. yeah, one of the most, I swear to you guys, it was one of the most men to, to talk this. I put this in context of not like a, a, a brag thing, more like how good this, the community is around people joining final fantasy 14. And you guys are experiencing it now. And I'm kind of jealous is how protective they are, but also want you to have the best time. Like that. That's why they're telling you to stop. It's like, what's about to happen is something amazing. And we want to make sure that you one get to experience it fully. And you don't have to go halfway through. Um, and Amarok, they all kept secret. And what happened as you're going towards the tunnel to, tunnel to Amarok is the audience got so excited, it started lagging the stream. And oh, wow. it, was actually, it was actually becoming a real problem. Um, with like people like sending subscriptions, uh, emotes, all that kind of stuff was happening. And my stream started to actually like lag, which never happens. Um, and it got to the point where halfway through the tunnel, I was like, I don't know what's going on with you guys right now. But you need to stop because you're actually lagging the stream. You're actually causing problems. And I got up <clears throat> and walked away for like a couple of minutes just to let everything settle down. And then I came back and it did not stop. It carried on and it got worse and worse and worse. So I think we had like 10 FPS and I had to start turning things off uh, before we got to what eventually was Amarot. And I didn't know what was coming. And then uh, we walk out over the cliff edge and you see Amarot. And then it all hit me at once. I did start crying. I was like, fuck, you guys kept this secret? And like, uh, I could I talk to my very close friends and they're like, yep, we knew this day would come one day and we've been waiting for it ever since. And I'm like, that is so cool. I've never experienced that in any game ever. Like to have that kind of uh, curated and patience from your audience to not be like, has he got to Amarok yet? Um, you know, in their brain as a streamer, you're like, so what's Amarok? Uh, no, shh, you know, that kind of conversation happening. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they kept it completely clean uh, yeah. for what I think was the best streaming and gaming moment I'd ever had in my life. It was incredible. That's awesome. We, mm. yeah, we, we read every, we, we read every super chat that we get. Um, like, cause we, uh, we're it's just kind of how it's always gone. But now our audience is, is delightfully larger than we ever thought it would get. And I would think we ended up having to do like a four hour dedicated thank you stream after Emerald <laughs> like, yep. and five Oh, the end of five Oh was ridiculous. We, which is something we never saw coming. Um, which then gets fun. It, it's fun in its own way after the fact, because just from the supers, you can be like, Oh, this is when this was pouring in. Cause you could tell what <laughs> moment was happening. Yep. Um, yeah, you absolutely can. It's, uh, and, and, and they customize it for you too. Cause my version of that was, I was like, Oh man, I love Gaius. I love shadow hunter. Oh, he's such a badass." And everyone's like, have you heard Kyle's a dad? Like a weapon trial. Oh. He's going to be so excited. Dad, 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 he's a dad now. Burn out the pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, something I, with the milk it was something the i have two kids it, it messed me up a little bit yeah it didn't wasn't brought to tears i just wanted to butcher murder and kill uh but a close friend of mine jeeth um he is a father of uh, a young daughter uh, and he's very he's he's also a former lawyer who dealt with like child abuse cases and things oh, like geez. that 
and he was on his FF journey <laughs> and it was coming up and we were like, oh no. Oh, uh, but also like, here we go. You know, because that, right. that is the reaction. It's like, oh God, this is going to mess him up. But also like, it's starting and here we go. And it did completely mess him up. And we're having similar now with other friends who have uh, started started on the pathway and they're getting to those points, you know, uh, they're reaching those those moments. And it's like... Oh, I'm jealous. I am jealous because that story is so good. Um, obviously, obviously, you guys haven't played Endwalker, but certainly Shadowbringers, especially, it hits so many high notes based on everything that began back in A Realm Reborn. And that it's, it's inc- I do rate it as the one RPG story I've, I've ever played, is because it took years to get there. Like uh, Ishikawa, the writer, is just a legend. Like, there's things that pay off that happened five or six years ago and then when they pay off you're like oh that's so good and then none of the characters are written like idiots which i really appreciate so much like they all they all fulfill their purpose and go on their merry way yeah when, well, when, when they it, fail they fail for their character traits like in a way that pays off not in a uh, don't go in the room alone horror movie style like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not because it's it never feels like it because the plot demands it no, like Pankrid's um, a great example of that in Shadowbringers. Like we spent the whole first half being like, "Come on, come on, get rid of your emotional constipation." I, I hate. I was so floor. mad. I was just visibly pissed off at Pankrid for most of Shadowbringers. But that was my big like emotional moment was when he's laying on the floor thanking you know Reen for being Minfilly being part of his life, and I'm like, "Oh God, should <laughs> no he have died?" Uh, well. well well, I don't think he, he should have. I, I've I've taken flack for because I was like I'm surprised they didn't kill him, mm-hmm. um, and I I've since tried to walk it back a little bit because I, I said listen I could see a world where where that happens. Yep. In the last couple of weeks, I've gotten more aggressive on that fact because some people are a little mad that I saw some of the Dawn Trail trailer. And they're like, oh. there's spoilers for who lives. And my take is, if they didn't have the balls to kill Thancred and Shadowbringers, none of the Scions are ever going to die in this game. <laughs> That's exactly why they should have killed him. Because now they seemingly have immortality, right? Yes, That's, they are very, yeah, very it, safe characters. And also, I would like to remind everybody about the Shadowbringers trailer, where there's a child, and they point to that child and say, Minfilia, and so they could just be taking me for a ride. That that might just be, I don't know, an Assian reanimating one of the Scion's bodies. I don't know that. I don't. That could be an Assian sipping out of a pineapple. You don't know? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You don't know. <laughs> you know. But the, we the, all the, know. The, the trailers are extremely misleading intentionally. Like, I could have... Yeah, my first time experiencing them. I could have watched it. I for sh- I didn't. I could have watched the Shadowbringers trailer when I started Realm Reborn. I would have just been like, well, "How does Minfilia become a child?" That would have been my only thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was a time travel expansion. Is what I thought. I, it, I, I, d- I mean, you end up being kind of right. The thought I, I, so what, crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought because, uh, moronically, the Shadowbringers trailer is a fantastic, ta- fantastic piece of work. But when I didn't notice. I think I looked at the chat or something like that is when the hood pulls back to reveal that Matoya is your solar. I looked at the chat and then I was utterly convinced there was a time travel because Matoya looked young and Minfilia was young. And people were just like, he missed it. He missed that it's Yishtola. He missed it. I can't believe he missed it. And I'm like, God, so Matoya's here. 
and and my Billy is back <laughs> and they're all young and the science must have been taken back in time and all this and they're just like he's such a moron no it's clearly Yustola and they even show her later in the trailer which I then took as just being Yustola was there as well uh, so I was like oh the science travel back in time to revisit Matoya I was going on these theories like these mad theories of like we're going back in time to seek younger Matoya because she has the answers that she's forgotten in her old age or something like that uh, was going on and they're just like no they clearly showed this just Yustola called Matoya and I'm like oh no. and y'all give us crap for our theories being wrong damn that is like that's a but still wrong. Oh, I, I was still, on one but you were on the time travel train and you were kind of right in the wrong way and that's the joy that the game has of being so multifaceted like there are parts of i think it's really to me like Stormblood handles some crazy heavy topics and yes, later on I yeah think. and it's a journey yeah. that you want to go on yeah certainly in the patches and uh yatsu mm. and all that and it's a journey that you still want to go on and look how many people even just at, in this podcast are having different experiences with one story yeah, and allowing that to affect them in different ways and having different moments. Like that's the, the joy of it. Yeah. Cause Sombler for me was one of the weakest parts of the FF 14 story, the MSQ, not the post MSQ. Um, and I really felt, and it's one of the things I'd like to talk to them about is that they sat down after they released the MSQ because there's some real deus ex machina nonsense that you 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 kind of hold the story of FF14 on such a pedestal that it shouldn't be resorting to weird, stupid, get-out-of-jail-free cards, because everything's been written so well up to that point that it shouldn't be necessary. And I think in that one, we had, like, Urianje just turn up in the middle of the desert with his magic wand, like, not even been seen for the whole expansion. He's like, oh, I stumbled into you here. Yeah, it's the magic wand to deal with the thing. Bye, I'm off again. Or Astinian just drops out of the sky on occasion when you need him because they got into an unwinnable situation. It's like, Astinian from the sky, like some wrestling maneuver. And then he's like, and I'm gone again. Bye. It was so dumb. And I was like, what's happening here? Like, and I didn't like the way Ida was written at all. And I, I was, there's so much weird stuff going on. Ah, really okay, okay. Do, I, do I have you to blame for the, for the least hate? Who do I blame for the least hate? Because oh, I love it now. There's so many least haters in our chat. And I want to know what streamer to blame. Uh, uh, I hate early it was star blood lease terrible post msq lease different character and it, i think they actually had to sit down and say this whatever you guys did here was wrong and we need to fix it uh because this is not right at all because the change between the, the msq and storm blood and the post msq is dramatic like a dramatic stale change in writing we get the four dollar story uh lease is completely redone essentially from somebody who seemingly has never been outside of a house before which is what she is in Stormblood. is like oh my god i don't get what's going on you're like she's been a scion for years she's seen loads of this kind of stuff she clearly knows what's going on oh i don't know maybe why aren't you guys all happy i'm here i'm lease uh, like, it's so dumb <laughs> It's like, I'm going to free all the slaves. If, if anyone is listening to this who hasn't played Stormblood, uh, it, it sounds dumb when you put that voice on it. I, I like Delise. I like Delise's journey. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, you for not I, caving. I, I will not retract my statement that it's horrible. Uh, but then it changes completely, like a total change of direction uh, later on. Uh, but that was the weakest part I found of the whole journey. Like, uh, it was just that it's bit in storm because they started introducing characters and to kill them off hate that because they they're like you said the scions feel very protected uh so it's like well we have to kill somebody and then like in Starblood, they like bring in roger or whatever he's called he's like hi i'm roger i'm definitely an important character and not gonna die in 20 minutes and then 20 minutes later poor roger dies yeah they did that uh, Born too with uh mm -hmm. um oh my god i'm blanking on her name i love her 
uh, or Andre's girlfriend. Not, you hate Nanamo, so it's not that one. What? what? Oh, no, Moonbrita. No, Nanamo should have oh, stayed dead. Yeah, Moonbrita. Oh yeah, yeah. Moonbrita. Yeah, yeah, but Moonbrita kind of sucked, so I'm glad she's gone. Oh, I love what? What? <laughs> what? Okay, well, you know, you know, I'm already seeing people being like, "Oh, you guys should do this again and have Jesse on too." I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I don't think you'll be invited back. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been really fun, but uh, the Moonbrita slander will not be tolerated. Uh. <laughs> Just saying, Minfilia got a ghost. Horshafon got 850,000 ghosts. <laughs> Where's Moonbreeder at? Right? They really like sucking that Horshafon thread. Come here. I legitimately think they forgot about her. Like, I, I legitimately. Oh, you think so? I think they I legitimately think they forgot. Maybe. I think Moonbreeder is the most woefully underutilized great character in this game. Look, you're never hearing of Moonbreeder ever again. Get yeah, over yeah. It. No, she my sucks. my she was brought in just to die. My Bye. my uh, bring me your booze is that Nanamo is the most overloved and overutilized character in this game, and Moonbreeder was just horribly disrespected. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Not Nanamo. Nanamo, Nanamo wow. is not that interesting. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sorry. These are dark times to us all. Her character yeah. trait is uh, is is Jasmine. It's like, oh, she's so interesting. She likes to sneak out with a hood on. It's like that was the, it's Aladdin. She so didn't Aladdin. like it. Was she like evolved into a full leader? <laughs> right. Even when Hot Wheels, she helped him out. She did <laughs> the killer to make her interesting. That's <laughs> a killer. I wonder if uh, we've tried to get confirmation that they actually retconned her death. Um, it to me to me feels like it, but I also don't yeah, really because the like community the didn't like it that much. So yeah, it it kind of feels it kind of feels like a I I do think it's a little bit of a cop out to bring Nanamo back. I'm a big fan of Nanamo. I like her. Uh, I, I like I like how uh, his story played out. Yeah, but uh, me Brita, she did the white crystal thing. That's her whole job. Bye. And if you're if you're like attractive to Orianje, I think there's something wrong with you. Because he only likes he only likes dust and fairies. Wow. <laughs> right? That's the limit wow. of his excitement is dusty books and fairies. Like that's yeah. it. Uh yeah, no, she she saved that entire part of Realm Reborn for me. No. I'm with you on Stormblood is 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 definitely slow, but I everything from Doma Castle onward I really enjoyed. So I'm What do you think of the Suyu storyline? Yeah, to you? Like yeah, I mean, I'm she lucky. clearly got shot and died. Yeah, uh, but I didn't believe it. Uh, like, I was like, they're not, I didn't believe it because they wouldn't kill Gosetsu. So I was definitely hoping the uh, this is not done by a long shot. But yeah, I, I think I, that whole storyline was one of my favorite they ever did. Uh, yes, yeah, same, same. Uh, hmm. I loved the Atsu storyline. It was it was uh, dark in all the best ways that didn't feel like it was just for shock value. Like it didn't feel like it betrayed what is otherwise a pretty uplifting and positive story mm -hmm. um uh, it was handled very well yeah. i only bring it up because recently uh world of warcraft tried to do something similar with um alex Straza and it did not land because it just doesn't have that care and detail given to it like the ff14 storytellers have they just kind of threw a kind of similar abuse story into a wow text a quest text yeah and it's like uh, and it was it was a bit of an uproar in the wow community of like what are you what's <laughs> like what are we doing here like you can't just throw this in uh out of nowhere uh whereas when you i was like okay i kind of been through a similar story with sue which was way darker and really really heavy in certain places um but 
and raised a lot of questions like is it the same person if they haven't got the memory is it that person anymore like can you persecute that person the person still did it raised a lot of discussions certainly with like streams and things like that uh and i'm sure individuals who played it going through their minds like well what's the what's the the correct course here it felt like a black mirror episode essentially um yeah and i've been quoted on uh, stream talking about how i hate amnesia as a story device and same because it's usually done so badly though right it's, it's literally attributed to soap operas like yeah. it's attributed to low rent cheap storytelling and yeah. so yeah i was like when it happened even I, you can probably go back to the streams i'm sure i was like oh no they're doing they're but they do so many interesting things with it yeah it keeps getting worse that's the thing about it. It keeps getting worse. Like, uh, and that was, uh, I think, uh, uh, the joke we had playing through Shadowbring Shadowbringers is like, oh, somebody's happy's here. I wonder what's about to happen to them. That's horrible and grief stricken and nightmare fuel. And lo and behold, it always did. A hundred percent of the time, it's like, oh, are you are you smiling? Don't want to do that. You're probably eating people. Kyle, you look. Okay. You're in your literal big think emote pose. What's going through your oh, head? I'm. I'm just enjoying. Like this is like watching two Lokis argue. I love it. Like, <laughs> you two, you two the exact same journey. We're making content about World of Warcraft. Watching you two divert on which characters are awful and then come back together. Well, this is all good. This is all great. It's just it's an amusing show to watch. I'm this enjoying is, my own is, show. I here. love this kind of. This is why I think it's okay to talk about what you don't like in Final Fantasy 14. And 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 sometimes when I mention something I don't like, some people make me feel like I should have never opened my mouth. Uh, but false <laughs> those people. But it's like, aren't we here to getting know, get to know each other? Like it's all it's all our tastes at the end of the day, and it's gonna vary. So I think it's, it's a tribute to the storytelling. I really do. Like it's, um, th that's why you can have these. Can you have these discussions about any character in WoW? Do you like brawl? Maybe Jaina. Jaina's, like, Jaina's had some pretty cool arcs over the years when they remembered she was a character. Um, they started, exactly. So they, these characters like disappear. They come yeah. back. Like where's Khadgar right now? I don't know. I, I, uh, I think like people Jaina, bring up Warcraft 3 a lot. I think Jaina was the best part of BFA. Like I, I, I'll, I'll go to bat because BFA started the much maligned uh, Sylvanas arc, which I don't like and kind of ruined one of it's my favorite bad. characters. Yeah. Um, but I do really like the Jaina stuff in BFA. I think there's one of the better WoW arcs is is Jaina in Battle for Azeroth, in my opinion. Flying boats is dumb. Uh, I'm on, I'm I'm the call. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the daughter of the sea video is great. Uh, but the actual Jaina stuff, I've never been a fan of. Uh, within the, if you think about it for too long, yes, it starts to fall apart. But it's just cool. Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Uh, I think the flying boat is cool. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It bits and bobs. It's fine. It, like their cutscenes are great. I can't deny BFA's intro announcement video uh, is oh, one wonderful. of the best video game trailers of all time. It's awesome. It's so, it's good. so good. But I have to separate that out from the game. Let's <laughs> yeah, put it like over a, here. And it, but it like doesn't even like tie into the story that well because like the coolest part is when Sylvanas goes banshee and yells for the horde, and it's like she's just using the horde that entire expansion. She doesn't believe yep. in any of that. And then you go back to like the old stories, and she actually gave a shit about the Forsaken, and she was actually a pragmatic ruler, and they just threw all that out the window for the sake of making a crazy Daenerys storyline. Well, they, they she, she, you know, she had a mixed brain situation. I think if uh, if you follow along with it, she had personality splits, and this bit was over here. But the, the crazy thing about it, though, is like how well it worked for content creation. There are so many holes in World of Warcraft in this book and that book that there are channels entirely dedicated to World of Warcraft lore, whereas Final Fantasy doesn't really have that because 
all just kind of in the game and people go, well, well what's the story? So we'll go, we'll go new game plus it. Go you play know? it. Yeah. You go don't need explaining to you at all. If you it, didn't, I mean, there are certain elements we picked up on the, um, with discussion that people didn't get, uh, which was cool. Like the, um, but the one people always come back to is these similarities between, um, uh, crap. I'm forgetting the names and I'm, I'm going to get shouted at for it. But, uh, in heaven's ward, uh, leader harry spalger and uh the leader of ishgard by the end no no oh. no no no, no. emmerich um, yeah. yeah uh is that what turns the tide of the dragon war and convinces harry spalger to get involved is that if uh harry spalger was su- they're too different human and dragon they live different lives and emmerich ties them together by saying we both actually live similar lives in terms of what we've been through with our parents and the effects we've had on one in each other. And like that, that, that sends it around. It's like, we're actually really similar. That conversation, that cutscene is one of my favorite in the entire game uh, is Eric explaining that actually we're really similar in this case and doing it really well. And like those moments, some people didn't get like how deep that conversation is. Cause it's like two lines because it's told in a really concise, no fatty kind of way without forcing it down your throat. You know, like this is what he means here. Uh, it's it works either way, and uh, that got a lot. A lot of people got more out of the game after that point. Like, oh, I see, like where this is coming from. And it's fantastic, and I can't relate that to many other games. I have some of those moments in Divinity, which is why it reached my um, number two spot in my like best RPGs of all time, and and Chrono Trigger the same, which is like that. Those are my top three. It's like Shadowbringers, Divinity, and Chrono Trigger. Um, is there's a lot of subtlety in how the story is told to not bash you over the head with it and treat you like a moron. And those moments, I think, are the best because they prompt so much discussion, which is why we're here now. And also don't require guides and things to tell you about what's going on. Um, I would probably need a guide on the WoW story. Like, not Dragonflight. I've kept kind of up to date on that. But for everything else, I don't know what happened in half of those games. I killed Nazoth. I killed all those bosses, but... I don't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, I don't the, really care either. The finer nuance. Yeah, yeah. There's a time where I read the WoW books and... I was invested, and then all this Silvana stuff happened. I'm like, oh, I feel like I felt like a my investment wasn't paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's disappointing, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a similar yeah. thing with uh, the final Star Wars movie. Like, I was reading all the new canon books and everything, and then <laughs> you literally, yeah, they just like threw lore out the window for that third movie. <laughs> like, I'm so glad I've never been a big Star Wars fan because uh, some of blockbusters, those movies were great. <laughs> it's complete trash it my, throwaway popcorn yeah, movie. Good, it was good. awesome. It was so good. I was like, "Oh God, Leia can fly in space! Sick! That's really cool." What <laughs> this production is value! This is yeah, wonderful. man. This is awesome. And oh God, grenades can drop like gravity in space. I didn't know that, but whatever. We're gonna warp into a ship now. Sick! We should have just done oh, that. So that's years pretty. Ago. That's pretty consistent with how much they give a shit about how physics work in their in their that's movies. A good way to live. I like that <laughs> lifestyle. Well done. Yeah. yeah. I watched it like Fast and the Furious. Like, this, this is awesome. This is so like because nice. I'm, I'm a Star Trek guy. Like, big, I, I'm so oh. angry at the Star Trek movies, big time. I hate them so much. But with Star Wars, I never really enjoyed it that much. Uh, so yeah, every movie, I'm just like, oh, cool. <laughs> Why not? Let's have Han Solo meet Chewie in a prison for some reason. That is when oh, the Scions are doing the best, in my opinion, is when they're Star Trekking. Your opinion, Mr. Data, kind of stuff. Yeah, you can see why I love it so much. I'm like, yeah. no, this is the good bit. Like, this is about civil issues. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> like, can we blow the... Shh. Politics. About raci- yeah, this is about racism. Let's, 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 how is Alfie going to handle this one? Let's uh, let's see if Merle actually realizes that she's kind of been the instrument of war all along. Oh my God, she did. 
She did, and she realizes it, and she's still awesome. Yeah, she's, Why is Canis Senna's feet like that? I don't know. Yeah, but it's gonna be fine. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's vulgar be subtlety, particularly the uh, the meeting with all the beast tribes, and there's the pan, and it's a joke. Like, so you can have Amrit go, "I beg your pardon," but every single leader has a different facial expression to the fishmen yelling because they yep. all have different experiences with fishmen, and it, it's vulgar. There's no other word for it. Like, it is genius. And that's yeah. the kind of subtlety you want. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, something I've enjoyed all the way through. And only reason I actually took part in any of the trade crafts in Final Fantasy XIV was for the story. Um, I haven't done them all. I'm still missing a tank. Uh, but it was literally, I want more of the story. Like when the story eventually came to an end for me, and I was like, I'm done. I just need more. And that's when I started looking at the Beast Tribes and things like that. Uh, not really craving any of the rewards. It was just that I wanted to experience more story yeah. uh, and enjoy it. And don't, don't, please don't let it go away. <laughs> that's, that's all. Is it, is it over now? No. It's, uh, I ne- there's nothing worse. And you guys are getting there. Oh, you guys are in for a rough time. Uh, when you reach the end, and now you have to wait with the rest of the people until the next part of the story comes out. I think and you're grossly awful. underestimating how long we can take to get through a zone. Oh, I'm oh. a stalling Andy, big time. But <laughs> it, it, it will run out eventually. I actually genuinely considered not playing FF14 again for like three years. Uh, I actually, we actually talked about it because coming back and having it all waiting for you to go along for that ride is so good. Yeah, it's so uh, when it's piecemeal, you do forget things that happen in the na- last bit, uh, you know, because you've had such yeah. a long break between them. Like you do forget, and you don't get that recap. So you're like, okay, and um, who is this guy again? Like, thankfully, I do pay a lot of attention to it because I enjoy it. But like on occasion, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I remember what they were doing last time. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little tricky. Yeah, I'm Plus really the spoiler d- delay. You have to worry about. You yeah, know, you don't get to play on release. You gotta give it two weeks or so. Uh, I think we're down to a week now. We agreed two weeks. If you hadn't done it in two weeks, you were just a slacker and you deserved it. Oh, <laughs> so, I saw. Yeah, we tried rule. two weeks. Yeah, yeah we had a two-week rule, uh, but I think we've changed it to a week now. Cause, so, yeah. so oh. Dawn Trail, you're one week later, we can tune in and watch, watch Preach playing? Oh, I, we haven't talked about Dawn Trail yet, actually. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do for Dawn Trail, actually. That's that's a good question, and that's actually prompted my brain to start firing in a weird way. So uh, we've got some. I, I don't know. We took some questions from uh, our our members only Discord, uh, which we do anytime we have a guest. Uh, uh, Jesse has been uh, the receiving end of the salvo of questions before, and we got way too many. Um, people are extremely stoked that you're here. So we're awesome. very sorry, everybody. There's no way we could have asked all these questions, but some of them are on topic for what we're talking about right here. So I figured we would just kind of s- slide some of these in here. Um, because we got a question from Midnight in our Discord, uh, and it's pretty, I think, uh, on topic with what we're talking about. It said, content creators get fear to hell and back about finishing the MSQ. Uh, you know, the MSQ bump, the MSQ Andy's leaving en masse, etc. How was your experience finishing the MSQ in terms of viewership and content creation? Um, okay, it was, um, I have a very laissez-faire attitude towards this stuff. Um, is I really didn't care. I Generally speaking, if I'm streaming a game and I'm having fun, as long as I'm not tanking my career entirely uh, in terms of like everybody's just turning off and we're, we're in a really bad way, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And But that's not a position most content creators are in uh, to be able to do that. I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, so 
for me, it was fine. And that actually started to pay off. What I generally find with content creation and doing Final Fantasy XIV specifically is once you kind of set the ground rules, uh, which you set yourself and what you're comfortable doing, is very quickly the audience uh, who's along for the ride will kind of adjust around you. It's like, okay, uh, if you're going to not do MSQ now to do all the extremes, for example, I'll check in like every day until you're doing the MSQ, but I'm probably going to leave it after that point. Uh, oh, you're still doing extremes? Okay, I'll go away. Uh, oh, you're doing Hildebrand? I don't like Hildebrand. I'm going to go away. Oh, you're doing the raid series before you move on? I'm going to go away. That's fine. That's totally good. Um, there were, the, oh, the other effect happened to us, though, is like when we got back to the story, the, um, it was difficult and amazing at the same time. So I think around Shadowbringers, we, had, we were like getting like between 13 and 17,000 viewers who were watching along for the MSQ, oh, which was... It was mad, uh, but then you get a weird thing that happens with content creation, especially if you've got a very close community, is your long-term members are starting to get a little frustrated because there's too many people around. And the atmosphere you've built with maybe two to 4,000 people is gone for the moment. And most of them understood that what, it, what, was, what was going on, uh, and it was you know that kind of situation, but it's, it could be a mixed bag. I'm fortunate in that. However, I do know very close friends of mine um, who were like, who I recommended the game to, and that's Cabal. Uh, and I'm not mad at these guys, but they generally, they, they do what we've talked about here today, right? Which is, I wish I could experience that story again. Like, if I could wipe my memory, I would do it over and over again and wipe my memory and play it again and just do it over and over again. I would absolutely do that if I had the ability to play through that story again. And you can't, it's impossible. So there's a lot of people who watch live streamers play through the MSQ so they can somewhat relive that through them, right? You're getting that extra, you're getting a little bit of that back. Um, and they can be angry when you don't react in the same way. Um, you said you notoriously don't cry and there are moments that certain parts of the MSQ where people cry. Uh, and if you don't react in that way, they can get very, very upset. Like you're clearly not into the story. You don't care. You're putting it on for show. And I see this a lot in the FF14 community is, uh, oh, well, they didn't react in a certain way to X story moment. They're, they're just doing it because it gains viewers. Uh, because typically speaking, streaming the FF14 story does get viewers. But my feeling on that is the viewers can also tell if you're like scamming them. You know, if you're just yes. playing it because you're hoping to get some subs and stuff. Um, and if you are actually genuinely enjoying yourself, it comes through pretty clearly. Um, but they stopped streaming the game uh, because they couldn't enjoy what they wanted to do. Some, some people wanted to try a different job out, but that means kind of starting back and doing job stories and all that, and you're going to hold the story. And they were getting such a lot of like, when MSQ, when MSQ, that they gave up on the game. And that can very much happen as well, uh, depending on your personality as a streamer. Uh, so it's something I... When I know one of my friends um, is getting into it, I've always warned them, one, you're going to get a massive bump in viewership, probably. Um, but it's also going to go away. Because once that story's done, they're disappearing. Like, that's what happens. They're along for the ride for the story because they want to relive it. They want to live vicariously through you, and they'll enjoy it, and they'll be great while they're there. But once that story's done, they're out of there again. Uh, so don't do anything crazy during that period of time. <laughs> like, certainly if you're earning a lot more money than you're typically used to as a content creator, like, don't do anything crazy. Don't go out and, you know, buy a car or whatever. Like, that's, that's going to be a problem. Oh, so uh, I should take this Ferrari out of my cart. <laughs> maybe. Like, you know, just be careful depending on what the bump is compared to what you used to compared to what's actually happening. Um, I don't think it's going to last forever. It's not. Like, it's just not going to do that. So you, you take that information. Um, 
But other than that, it's up to the it's always up to the streamer to manage uh, the, the the expectations of the audience. I, I, my recommendation would be just be very clear about what it is you're doing. If you're going to do all the extremes, tell them you're going to do all the extremes. Like, don't surprise people with it or like be oh maybe tomorrow we'll do MSQ because that's I think how you know you don't want to lose those viewers. So you, you, some people are like, oh, but maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Maybe we'll do it then. They're not going to. They're fully intending to do the extremes or go and learn a new job or something like that. But just lay down the plan and be okay with people coming and going. That's, yeah. that's what I'd say. That's what we, we, we're starting it back up next week. And we didn't schedule that stream until a couple of days ago. Because we were just like, we're not mm -hmm. sure. We're, gonna, we're going to FanFest. We're coming back. We don't know how long that's all going to take. And so that we were just tried to be clear about that. Like, we don't want to put a date that's three weeks out after FanFest and then realize we can't make that date and then bum everyone out. Yeah, so. just tell people the truth. Uh, it always works out, uh, especially because we're recorded near enough. Every we, we talked about it this morning because of the Linus Tech Tip situation that's happening as we're recording this. Uh, is everything we do is recorded? There's no point in lying yeah. <laughs> because everything <laughs> you say. Trying to remember lies in this business is impossible. And the people who do it always get caught out. And you can see those drama frogs that live in this world of like, hey, somebody will find the clip and be like, yep, yep, yep. This is when he said this. This is when he said this. Like, it's just so not worth it at all to try and remember that stuff. I'm recorded. I mean, outside of Twitch, we make YouTube as well. So like I'm recorded like more than 50% of my day of every day of my life is recorded. And so like, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember everything I've said in that day. So the, the best plan is to tell the truth and if somebody says something to you like oh didn't you say this and it just sounds completely wrong then probably you didn't say that and you're okay that's how i do it oh, it's, i mean it sounds like the kind of yoshi p go play other games philosophy and the quitting world of warcraft really kind of work for you now you're variety streaming but also with an mmo edge to it yeah you got boulders gate coming up like that but it sounds like a pretty healthy place uh we, we play whatever we want um we did the only mmo edge we've had recently is we did a project mmo because i had so much fun with final right. fantasy i was like we should really look into what the other mmos are offering that are still popular and around because now i realize the difference between the two games on the face of it they look the same you know like the gameplay style it's tab targeting you get spells health bars mana whatever um and Guild Wars 2 looks the same, and et cetera, et cetera. ESO looks the same, Star Wars looks the same, et cetera. So I, uh, the only reason we had an MMO leaning recently is because we did Project MMO to complete all the raids in these different games. Uh, going blind, play through it, and finish all the raids. That was the goal. And I think we're a bit MMO burned out at the moment, uh, is how I feel. <laughs> I can believe again, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the streamer, ultimately. It's like, um, okay. Why. Yeah, I remember we burned out. So we're, we're playing Satisfactory. Uh, we're playing uh, the. I'm actually the current goal is to finish all the single player mainline Final Fantasies because I'd never played any of them. 14 was my first Final Fantasy game. Um, so I said we should find out where, how. They, I'm always interested in the history. That's what I did with World of Warcraft is the, tracking the history of how we got from A to B. It's not as simple as uh, oh, this is a new change. It started somewhere a long time ago, like flying mounts and problems and things like that. Um, so. I wanted to know where this, where did this franchise come from that people are like clamoring at the hilt for, for everything. Like 16 is coming out as one of the hypest games of the year. Uh, how did we get here? And so we've been jumping around cause they're not chronological. So we're doing 12 right now. Uh, we're going to play an MMO on Saturday, but then we're doing something else like for the following week, uh, playing a lot of path of exile whenever we get chance. So yeah, I, I'm lucky to be in that position cause it was world of Warcraft only 
which is a horrible place to be because some days even the most avid fans do not want to play that game. Uh, you know, I want a day off. It's as simple as that. And you can't if you're a streamer and you, that's your one game. You got to play it because that's what everyone's expecting you to play. And it sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. And, it's, and in fact, yeah. Yeah, seven, seven years. <laughs> At least there's uh, a clip of OK Mage, who's a close friend of mine. Uh, she's a fellow caster for the Race to World First, and I've been pushing her to play Final Fantasy for like two years, or oh, maybe a year, a bit actually. And she finally jumped in, and on the first day, she like broke down. She had more viewers than she'd ever had by multiples, and she was having a really fun time. And she had just it came out like I've been playing World of Warcraft relentlessly on stream because that's what everybody expects of me. And that's it. And if I don't play it, people are going to disappear and leave me and stuff like that. And it's, I had the same thoughts. Like, it's not just on her. I had the same thoughts as well as, but that's why I told my team when we were stopping making WoW content, this might be a jobs. I don't know what happens from here. Uh, I really don't. But it works out really well. I'm very fortunate for that. Uh, and to see other people experience it too is great. Uh, it really is superb. Yeah, we recently, uh, we, we need to figure out how the hell we're going to continue moving through it. But we recently did some Baldur's Gate three streams and they went really mm -hmm. well. Um, yep. Really, really well. I, uh, which I, I guess I feel now I feel like I shouldn't be so surprised, but obviously we're worried too. We have the same concerns everyone has when you yeah. are known for streaming a game or making content about a game. And then like, what, well, what happens next? Um, but yep. yeah, I mean, uh, Kyle is a massive D and D nerd and uh, this, the co-op in this game is freaking incredible. So no spoilers, please. No, no. Or I will ruin Endwalker right here. Right. Now. <laughs> We're moving slower through this than through the MSQ. So and we, I don't think we can really spoil much other than I will crush everything. Yeah, there are goblins. I can confirm there are goblins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a big risk there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there might be a trap. There might be a trap you need to worry about. Oh, that's actually a big problem for me. I have an issue with traps in video games. Uh, I, 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 I tend to find them all. Yeah, I'm pretty good at finding them uh, every single time. But I'm looking forward to it because uh, I'm also in a good position. Is that I know it's I saw on Twitter it's getting some hot fixes and stuff. Battle case three, so when I get it, it'll be perfect. Like I'll have the best <laughs> yeah. possible version. There you of go. It. Yes, that's my thoughts on it. I'm gonna. I mean, thankfully you two work together to get a duo going. So I had so many offers to do like four player, and I'm like that game is probably going to be 200 hours. Are we really going to schedule all our streams? for 200 hours where we're all together all the time without breaking it up so much the audience loses interest and it's like yeah. we've got one stream a week or whatever like that's not going to happen yeah, that many uh, people trying to go through a game together i did yeah, it that's Divinity. Rough. it was glorious but i would not do it again i wouldn't do it on stream off stream sure like we could play thursday we could play wednesday or whatever like a raid night essentially totally yeah absolutely do that yeah. Organize it with other streamers, especially ones that live in the US. Not happening. <laughs> Any circumstances. That is not happening. Time zone. Uh, another question we got, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, we're including for incredibly selfish purposes. Vernacular Ham in our Discord wants to know, uh, do you have any advice for streamers that may be entering Endwalker for the first time? No one in particular. Uh, if you have gotten through the other expansions, it's just the same. Like, there's going to be no difference. Um, I don't think it's any different than going in. For, for the FF14 community who likes to watch the streams, they treat Endwalker just like they treat Heavensward. There's no, uh, I didn't have any difference in the way people uh, treated Endwalker other than, than they did in Heavensward or Realm Reborn or anything else. That might be unique to me, but I don't think so. I think you guys had a similar experience, right? I would imagine, yeah. yeah. People seem stoked. 
stoked and don't want to spoil. Like the FF14 community looks after each other like a lot. They police themselves for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, guys not have that? What uh, police them? So, oh no! Yeah, for oh, the most absolutely. part. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, our mods are uh, exceptionally fast on the trigger. Oh, okay. We had the smile police. So, yes. Because yeah, I obviously people want to know what you're thinking, which can come across to a new viewer as like, are you asking a question? Uh, you know, it's like, is this Kraha? Maybe, you know, uh, and the smile police uh, jumps in quickly and they fill the chat like they're doing now with smiley faces so that no answer could ever be read in any second whatsoever. I was, I was accused of being spoiled and lying about it because like right away I'm like, oh, it's Graha. And everyone's like, how does he know? And I'm like, yeah, but we, you second guess that. <laughs> we started playing right when they made Crystal Tower required. And it was like a patch oh. note. And I remember being like, why did they make this required? What a weird story to make required. And then we get oh. to the beginning of Shadowbringers and I'm like, Oh, it's a cat dude. Okay, that makes sense. I said it was Graha is- straight away, uh, but I didn't play it that way. I did Crystal Tower during Realm Reborn, and I went, oh, it's probably the guy. And then because it kept teasing it for so long, I went on massive journeys mentally as to who it might be, especially because I still thought we were time traveling. So I was like, it might be Louis Soir. <laughs> what if it's young Louis Soir or something like that? Is Because uh, we traveled back in time. Like pre-calamity or something. And yeah, it turned out to be Graha. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. You know, those theories may have been like incredibly wrong, but based on where you were starting, which was with time travel, that's that makes a lot of sense. Right. So, yeah, I got I got all suspicious and twisted in my mind. Uh, and yeah, the Crystal it, Tower was a long time ago for me. It's hilarious because it there was time travel. <laughs> it's just not in the way you thought of it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Typical of most FF games. Suddenly time travel. Another thing. The chat also plays its games, you know, like the death of Gosetsu. They're all like, oh, I cried so hard at this part. Oh, this was the worst. I can't believe they did it. So by the time they brought out those same quotes for Ratika Greatwood and Yashikawa, we're like, come come on, everybody. Really? No, no. Yeah, I didn't buy into Gosetsu either, which I think adds to going back to the other question about streaming it is you can, at least I can, and I think most viewers can tell 100% when you know something's happening. Uh, like, if you suddenly start getting really nervous coming to the end of, uh, to the point in Heaven's World where Horshavon dies, like, oh, I hope everybody comes out. You can tell people are like, you clearly know what's going on here, and you've been pre-warned. You can just see it very blatantly as they're trying to set up a clip. They're trying to set up a moment, but it's not genuine. And if uh, the best way of being able to tell is when something dramatic does happen, but you don't care that much about that character, or you don't believe them, that you just go, ah, shut up. Like, this is how I felt about Gosetsu. I was like, they're not killing Gosetsu here. Like, there's no way. We had, uh, like, a full 10, 15-minute, like, just bullshit session between Kyle and me right before um, Ardbert. Uh, not Arbert, but uh, Frick. Who is possessing Arbert? Oh, Elidibus. Elidibus. Right before Elidibus Arbert shows up for the first time, uh, Kyle and I had like a good 10 to 15 minute just, we were just having a conversation with each other and Chad was burning the house down because uh, <laughs> we didn't know it was literally, we were one click away from that moment. And no, well, the worst one was the uh, Alphano walks into the Crystarium lobby and goes, Ah, everything seems to be great. Where 
Emmett shows up. And oh, that's himself. right. I'm misremembering. And I I'm misremembering. Like, How y'all doing? Oh, let's get a drink. This is great. Al- Alphino's saying everything's going to be great. This is fine. Let's that's all hang right. out for a little bit. That's right. I'm getting them confused. It wasn't the it wasn't the Elizabeth moment. It was the Emmett moment because they both happened in the same yeah. location, which is the yep. the, the <clears throat> courtyard of these Christians. But that's the genuineness of it, right? Yeah. That's exactly why people are reaching out to me saying, yeah. "Stop." <laughs> Just let you know, yeah. you should stop. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I'd known, I'd plan the, the day around it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then a couple of people were a little rude, so then we stalled a little bit further on purpose. But, yeah, that's that's what happens. That's what I happens. never went as far as doing that. That's for sure. Uh, I only ever stalled because I'm genuinely interested in something else for the moment. It's just a sec. Well, the story's waiting for me. It's been here for years. It's not going anywhere. We're gonna get there. It's, Don't worry. We're yes, gonna get. Yes, we are there. gonna get there. It's totally fine. I promise. Um. Yeah. Uh, we got a question from. Pothy, who said, having broadened your horizons beyond World of Warcraft, experiencing MMOs like 14 and Guild Wars 2, uh, PoE, and coming back to WoW, where do you see you dipping your toes next, and what would you recommend uh, the Grinding Gear community, uh, us two, try? Oh, for you? Uh, well, I'm not sure your gaming background. Um, for I think one of the... Yeah, on. World of Warcraft, for the most part, both of us. I mean, it's how we started. It's how we continued talking to each other past college was WoW. And then we started doing StarCraft together, and then we went into Heroes together, and now we're here. Have you tried PoE? No. I mean, Only it, once that, get overwhelmed. I mean, I did that blind, and it's one of the most rewarding journeys I ever went on. Like, it's hmm. it's an amazing experience to put aside the elitism that comes with that game, because um, it is extraordinarily deep. But you, similar to MMOs, and you guys will probably understand this, is like nearly all the main content is designed to be beaten by anyone and you then make a choice uh, uh, to push beyond that to the next big thing right so it, mythic raiding for example like most people playing kind of whatever they want could do heroic you can even pug that content if you want to go to mythic yeah you're gonna to have to start investing more time into it similar with ff14 and savage that's where you make that choice to go across poe is similar it just doesn't present like that way at first, but it is still similar. Like I, I did it full blind and beat the top tier maps. I didn't go to the Ubers and things like that, which is where you then invest into like getting a real build, something that's been tested and seasoned and people have adapted onto and modified and specific gear sets and things. Uh, that's the next stage. But you, that journey that you go on for the first time and messing around with what is possible in that game is... Oh, so fun because it's an infinite well of things to mess around with and have fun with. If you're not looking to like try hard it, uh, if you're looking to just experience the game for the first time and uh, enjoy that journey and be okay with failure, which so many gamers aren't, which is really sad. Uh, be, it's fine to mess up and have to respec or to make the wrong choice. Nothing happens. You're fine. The sun will come up tomorrow. It's all good. Uh, so like if you're okay with that and have fun with each other like oh my god why did i because i definitely specced into things that just ruined my character on occasion i was like oh my god and then i go out and test it and like go back and like change it back and that's really fun or you delete technically uh especially because it's such a loot driven game i definitely deleted things which were massive upgrades not that i knew it uh but people were face palming so hard at some of the things i did because you just wouldn't do that if you were a seasoned player um but that was the point i went to enjoy it for the first time because you can only really do that once so poe is definitely something i'd recommend um on top of that it's oh you're a duo which i assume you've done all the main duo stuff a way out and etc etc no not really because this is all kind of new for us oh yeah yeah we we podcasted before that but about like single games that we 
play sometimes play together. Starcraft was kind of oh. hard to play together unless we were trying to get pissed <laughs> off at each other. Um, yeah. A way out and it takes two. I mean, it takes two is my game of the year last year. Okay. Maybe 21. Uh, but that is a pure co-op experience. It's not hard, but it's hilarious. Like as a <laughs> duo, uh, duo content creation team, it's hard to miss with that. Uh, I think the only downside of that from a streaming perspective is nearly everybody has played it. But I don't actually think in that game it would matter because it's more about the journey. It's not really about the ending. Uh, okay. So those co-op games would be very, very fun. Other than that, there are some really great things that I think two content creators can make together, including old games like SimCity, where you can actually actively, toxically attack each other by doing nasty things like, you know, blow pollution over the other person's city to ruin their hopes <laughs> and dreams of utopia. Especially if you get the community involved uh, to mess around and stuff like that. Um, my personal little successes recently of things that I didn't expect my audience to like, and actually they really jumped on, were Satisfactory and uh, Planet Crafter. Building games, and sub, uh, Subnautica especially. Um, because one, everybody gets to comment on the design of what you're building, and they're watching you do it, and they're just like, what, yeah. I, what is this nightmare-fueled oh, wow. thing that you're constructing? Uh, and then when you're like, inevitably you're going to go, it's fine, I'm going to fix it. And then you set about it, like just seeing the audience react, like, oh my God, it's the worst thing. And then they also know things about the game that you don't know that's going to go wrong inevitably because they'll see you do something incorrectly. And they know that that's going to lead to something in about 20 seconds, which is going to be a big problem. And they just go. And then it inevitably falls apart and collapses. Yeah, they just, so they just lean in. Yeah, yeah. Also, you could, um, I mean, it depends on time zones, but what we've been doing recently and we're setting up in the background is some more overlapping stream of stuff. But for you to, um, that's what I would recommend for you guys, for sure, is to try those things out with your audience, certainly in a co-op experience. But um, I, I think that's good stuff. If you're looking specifically for MMOs, a little awkward. After you get past, like, the big two, there are weaknesses that become more and more apparent. Um and interest you're going to a niche or niche audience at that point mm. uh so you do have to bear that in mind as um mmos require a huge time investment and if you're going to explore it properly the people who love it want to see you do it all and even though you might be having a good time ultimately world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 are kind of the, the big mega two with a big audience and you're, you're constantly shaving away at the potential audience for other games uh so yeah, that's, that's not a road I would super recommend unless you have a goal like I did with Project MMO. Like, what is our goal? What is our purpose? If it's just to play the game, eh, past the Final Fantasy XIV, you're probably not going to garner much interest. I wouldn't have thought. Makes sense. And then you mentioned a new one coming out that you're kind of curious about, Blue Protocol. Uh, there's like four coming out, uh, four or five coming out. Uh, we've got some MMO lights that's coming out. I'm getting to game tests tomorrow, which is Wayfinder. Um, I'm going to do some playtesting on that. Uh, Blue I've Protocol... I'm excited cool. for Paleo. I'm not. After I just played it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I know it's in testing oh, no. right now. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, we have Paleo. Um, it's not for me. That's all, and that's fine. It's a, a Stardew Valley super cozy game. Uh, I'm not a fan of it because I need a bit of action. I need a bit of rough. I need a bit of edge. Uh, mm. But my team, uh, certainly uh, one member of our team, is playing the hell out of it. As are certain other people. They love it. They absolutely adore it. Um, their monetization model looks, is a bit scuff at the moment as well. They've been caught doing some iffy things that they're trying mm. to correct. Um, so keeping my eye on that. Um, Blue Protocol is the anime MMO. 
which has been made by a full-on anime studio and a very popular Korean band. But the gameplay is really tight. So Amazon invited me to play that in London uh, a couple of months back uh, because they're westernizing the game. It's already out in Japan and Korea. But the westernization version, they want to make sure is right. And oh, me being a non kind of yeah. fantasy starring it. A little bit. Like, as a non-anime fan, I was kind of the perfect person to come and check. Like, one, we know you will not like the anime. That's a good thing. What's the gameplay like? <laughs> like okay, is I it, saw is screenshots it... of this forever ago and forgot about it. I really like how it looks. Um, even though I'm not the type of person that's like, I like anime, but I'm not sold on a game because it has an anime art style. Yeah, same. Uh, so I was down there to test that i uh, got a few hours with it and got to speak to the franchise director of it and have an interview with him who's the former game director of guild wars 2 uh, which works out really well okay um yeah so we did that that looks really good we've only got ashes of creation uh i'm i'm super hyped for the dune mmo it's gonna suck i know it but i'm, I'm super hyped for it but I'm hopefully a in the good boy. way like the arc kind of uh, <laughs> It's going to be terrible. I know it. I know it. I'm not saying it because of the studio or anything, but because I yeah. I don't want it to, it will. Yeah. I know it. That's but fair. I'm still going to play it. As I'm an Aliens fan, I, every video game, I'm always like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I for the longest time, that was me and Star Wars, and then they finally started making some good Star Wars games. I actually want to go play Galaxies. Uh, so I mentioned oh, it on cool. stream and the people who run the private server contacted us because they were in the stream and they were like, please let us know when you're coming because you kill the server. Like if we... <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, they're like, they like we, we want you to come and play for sure, but please give us heads up of when you're coming. And I'm like, I don't know when that is, but I do want to try out Galaxies because I ignored it. Uh, my brother was playing at the time and I was playing an MMO called Neocron. Um... And I didn't like Star Wars, like we mentioned earlier. I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I wasn't interested. Uh, but the stories I've heard, I wish I was a part of it and a content creator when Galaxies was at its peak. And then they did the, I can't remember the name of the expansion was, that completely rewrote the whole game and everybody left immediately. Like they killed their own game uh, of whatever that expansion was. Uh, so <laughs> I, I kind of want to go back and see what it was all about because I didn't experience it um, when it, my brother and my nephew did. Uh, so I just want to try it out, but again, it's a big commitment. It was it was a special game, but yeah, it was a, a product of its time in many regards too. There was yeah. no game from my childhood I wanted to play more, but it was again, it was I don't even think I had a credit card when that game came mm -hmm. out. Like I don't think I had a bank account yet. So have uh, you tried WoW Ascension? I'm interested. What one? World of Warcraft Ascension. It's a, it is a private server thing, so you can't stream it, unfortunately. But it's oh um, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's a server that's put roguelite element, elements into, into World of Warcraft and made new classes like Chronomancers and things like that. They've modified all the spells, probably plays super, super well. They um, big, big recommendations coming in about it. I haven't tried it myself. Be but all these options are out there, but I can't stream it because Blizzard doesn't seem to like you streaming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would turn out. Strange. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get a little mad about it, unfortunately. What's your, yeah, yeah, I mean, along those lines, let's just start talking about your favorite Final Fantasy XIV add-ons, um, you know. Perfect. Perfect. I only rec uh, <laughs> what you can see it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Your you chat can, bubble. I, on I have it installed IRL for the audio right only listeners. Preach has chat a chat bubble drawn on his microphone. I did. I lose my mind every time they do a live letter, and it gets to like the miscellaneous changes at the end where they are introducing add-on functionality into the base game, so you don't need an add-on. And he's still. 
In fact, for FanFest, I was kind of thinking of cosplaying as a chat bubble, like a big, <laughs> giant chat bubble like outfit and just walking around FanFest as a chat bubble to... I, I- See if I can talk to Yoshi P. I, I could I could see my follow up question going long. Are, are you good on time? <laughs> I was gonna, hey, yeah, I've got nowhere to be. I was going to clarify. So, you're, are you going to FanFest Europe? Yes, uh, that's why we didn't go to the Las Vegas one. It overlaps okay. with ExileCon. Uh, also, I hate Las Vegas. It's a death trap. <laughs> I've never uh, been before, and I agree with that. I did not. I yeah, it's horrible. On the last or on the first episode of the podcast, I think when we got back, people were like, "What do you think of Vegas?" And I said, "I'm the type of person that always finds something to love anywhere I go." That didn't happen, really. Yeah. No, I liked when we left Las Vegas and went on a road trip with my wife and kids, but then we had to come back. Uh, I was also there at the same time of year. That heat is just ludicrous. Yeah, it's, it's the hottest. It's not fun. It's the hottest I've ever been. It's the hottest temperature I've ever experienced. And I live in Florida, so yeah, it was, it's disgusting. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, uh, I like seeing my friends, and the con was so. This is because you started playing after Shadowbringers came out as well. Yes. I so this will so. be your first fan fest, yeah. Yep, I ignored everything and live letters and stuff until I uh, was up to date. Uh, so yes, my first fan fest. I'm learning so much about it. I like that they break the trailer up into segments and then muffle the audio and change things. So it gets that speculation going. Hide, hide a sword, it's... clearly. Obviously, hide a sword. Alpha know in a boat. <laughs> uh so like yeah i like that um i'm enjoying it but i'm also glad i didn't go to the first one not to crap on north america because like you get the weakest version of the stuff we do we do which for us was perfect because we're not current <laughs> so yeah. true yeah that's true I like, suppose. we had we had a couple people get really most people were like well-meaning concerned for us going we had a couple people who took it way too far um but yeah, in a way though because they want you to have the experience they had right yeah like, yeah i exactly. always look at it that way they're not being malicious it's just that you, they think you're really spoiling one of their best times of their lives like not from like your experience is the best time but a best time they had you're not gonna maybe not gonna have now yeah and they yeah. feel they, they want to protect you from that and to, there's a good intention behind it to square enix's team uh, is credit uh, and the folks running FanFest credit there was an endwalker recap panel and they did a spoiler warning before they started it <laughs> They know. They're yeah. not stupid. They know. Yep. So but if you, you go just, watch our video, you can watch us sprinting out of the con floor. So. <laughs> Did you but abandon you said ship you went immediately? To, to like a exile con. So you, you've been to single game cons before then. So that won't be a new experience. No. Because that's what really uh, impressed us was because we BlizzCon was our con up until this point. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the same for me. FanFest is, it, it was it was wild uh, knowing everyone's there for one game and one game only. And it, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. made it uh, really cohesive because you could go, I only caught like the very tail end of the, um, of the cosplay panel, but it led into the beginning of the piano performance. And so it literally went from people memeing in giant grapes cosplay to the classiest musical performance I've ever personally witnessed. And I'm yeah. like, this would never work at like BlizzCon because you got too many disparate people interested in too many different things. But here you can go from the ha 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 squapes to, all right, let's bring out the jazz gowns and have a, a beautiful piano performance. And it just yeah. works seamlessly. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I think the FanFest in London, I'm surprised how small it is. Because I was basing everything off BlizzCon. Um, is the one in we, London smaller? Uh, the one in London is 4,000 people. That's it? Uh, Whoa. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's, holy small. crap. 
it's tiny. It's absolutely tiny. And I think this was way bigger I was shocked. That. We were all gonna we've organized a, like a party because we expected everybody in our community essentially who could go to get a ticket. Uh like they would for BlizzCon, right? Um <clears throat> and then it came out that they sold out in like two seconds. We're like, what the hell is going on? Like I was lucky enough to win one. I didn't get like one from Squeenix. They I won on the lottery. Um and then all our like uh, our community was like oh, we didn't, we didn't get tickets like they just went we didn't get one we didn't get one we didn't get one and I was like oh crap because we planned a whole thing uh, to have have in London because we were going to be down there and nobody got any tickets and it was a real bummer and thankfully with the re- revamped they did it again they like recycled it as more people did get tickets so we're having like a hundred person private party uh, in London but we were expecting to do something really big and fun for everybody. Uh, I don't know why they do it so small, but because the arena they're doing it in, I've been to for a few events, and it's it holds like ten or twelve thousand people. Uh, but they're just booking one room for it. That's it. I, I have a feeling um, they're going to learn some lessons for the for the next one. Um, like they didn't seem prepared for the turnout or the people or everyone to want to do everything because like they only had like one play pit for for the the trial that you could play. And, mm-hmm. and it was, the line was nightmarish. <laughs> like, and I'm, and I'm like, listen, everything about this, I like more than BlizzCon, but y'all need to learn how to do game stations better. Cause yeah, you've got, uh, I think Vegas was 14 or 15,000 people. And there's only one thing you can actually go play. Everyone's going to want to go do that. So that, it that might was, be because of the surge of popularity. Uh, Cause they haven't had one since COVID and the downfall of Shadowlands and the surge over to 14. They might've underestimated just how popular certainly in I, the West it had become. I absolutely think that's what, what it's a perfect storm, right? <laughs> like it's post COVID yeah. and post the uh, explosion in popularity of the game. But yeah, yeah. overall but, um, we had a really good time and we had a lot, we had a lot of folks show up to our meetup that just, they just came out for the meetup because they couldn't get a yeah. ticket at the fan fest. So you might, you might experience some of that too. Well, we have, yeah. Like, um, uh, there a lot of people coming to look because we're having the party the day before the event. Uh, so I think maybe we were we're actually overbooked now, which is always the way it goes. <laughs> like, it was originally it was like forty people, now it's a lot more. Um, but it, a lot of people are coming who don't have FanFest tickets because they're also quite expensive. They were like BlizzCon expensive. Um, oh, not anymore. BlizzCon is more expensive now, so uh, it's actually a bargain to go to FanFest by comparison. <laughs> Oh, good. Blizzcon tickets uh, are so over three hundred dollars US now, I believe. For a short notice one as well, because they only announced it yeah. this year, fall yeah. this year. Um, so it's got to be interesting. I'm still excited for it though. Like, uh, I like seeing the WoW announcement and just generally getting to see everybody. It's going to be good. But FanFest, I'm hype as hell for. Yeah. If if I go, it'll be last minute. And I'll probably just go to party at the Hilton. I don't think I'll. I mean, what else are you going to do at BlizzCon? You're not going to go inside. Just going to Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. I have a buddy who's now on the Hearthstone team, and I'm so proud of him, and I want to go and party with him and say hi. And um, all I know, a lot of our, my friends are going to be there, but I don't know. I don't that's know. That's the only reason I go. Like, I love the announcements and stuff. And yeah, if we do an interview and stuff, that's awesome. But I'm not queuing up to play, like, World of Warcraft. Yeah. And even though the, the BlizzCon queues aren't, aren't that bad, they go pretty quick. But I've never been in one. <laughs> See, i mean the last like five blizzcons i had a media pass but the first few i went to no one gave a crap <laughs> like, yeah i'm not being smug about it it's just that we do have like the alphas and stuff at home generally speaking so like and we are fortunate in that regard is like i'm not gonna play it here i like, yeah. can queue up i'd rather meet people and just say hi to as many people as humanly possible that's, yeah. that's why i'm there yeah, yeah which exactly. works out super well well rad well uh thanks for coming on 
Mike. We mm. really appreciate this is a pleasure. your time today. This yeah, is thanks a, for hanging with us. It was a good time talking with you. Kyle, I hope you enjoyed, as you called it, two Lokis warring. It was, was glorious. It was, it was beautiful. Time. It was absolutely beautiful. There's been there's been some comments in our Discord. I caught people being like, "Oh, I'm excited for for Mike and Garrett to to go at it because they're apparently." I wasn't as I wasn't Fisty as in the cups. know about your takes, <laughs> but people were like, "Mike and Garrett had a pretty similar onboarding experience." I wonder how they'll how they'll get on. Hmm. So, okay. I hope it lived up to everyone's expectations. Uh, <laughs> and seriously, shout out to like our community because that's that's how this happened. Y'all, y'all were like, "Oh, you recommended you should come on," and and here we are doing a podcast. Yeah, together, no, so. same thing. They uh, they came over and they said, "Oh, let's do this." Uh, and I was like, "Thank God," because like, we were talking before the show. It's like the good podcasts just aren't happening at the moment. Uh, so to have one as good as yours is great. Thank God, because we haven't had one for ages. Because uh, none of us want to run a podcast. Like, uh, we all want to talk about games. Actually, none of us want to run a podcast under any circumstances. So we're all just like waiting for somebody else to do it. Like, who'll do it? Uh, like, we all just wait and wait silently for something to happen. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Thank you for the compliment. It's hilarious because compared to making a YouTube video, this is like the easy thing. It's like, you just record and post it? Hell yeah, let's go. It's organizing the guests. It's yeah. getting it all timed up, right? Yeah, that's why we don't have a guest every week. That's why we don't have a guest Yeah, it's a week. pain in the backside uh, yeah. if you do it that way. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thank you. And, and shout out to your community manager. Uh, it was super, super helpful. Um, yeah, Lady Bex. Yeah, Bex rules. So, um, Kyle, did you, you have outro music queued up for us? Oh, uh, what, what, what is it in this button? Oh, oh, we're going to find out. It's a, <laughs> it's a mystery it's an, this it's week. It's an older one. It's an yeah. older one. Well, uh, thanks again. We want to give a shout out to uh, everyone supporting us on our Patreon. Uh, we've got a simpler link you can use to get there. Just go to supportourbromance.com. If you want to go to our Patreon, that's where you can find it. Um, and a uh, huge thanks to our recent patrons, Epi, RK, Ansgar, David S, and Arado. Thank you for signing up. We really appreciate you for clicking that button. And a huge thanks to our legendary level backers, Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Doss, Sean with an EAB, and Cheesy Pop. We really appreciate your support, everybody. Uh, Mike, preach. You're our guest today. If folks aren't already finding you, which I would be surprised by how many folks in our Discord were excited you were coming. But if they're unaware where to find you, where can folks find you? Uh, Twitch, YouTube, primarily. You can just type Preach Gaming and you'll find us pretty pretty easily. Uh, we'll be around somewhere, but we do stream Europe time. So, sorry, America. We, we tend to dip on the US. We're very good for Australia and New Zealand, though. Like, very, very good for those, uh, as you'll find us around there. To all of our, uh, our, our European viewers who don't like when we stream on Thursday evenings, here you go. Check out Preach. Uh, other than that, everything that. we do can be found on the Grinding Gear channel on YouTube. It's where we stream. It's where we post our videos. Just subscribe to the Grinding Gear YouTube channel. And uh, hope everybody who's over here is seeing us for the first time because you like what Preach does. Hope you enjoyed it. See you all very soon. Until next week, GG. Bye, everybody.